Um, I didn't know anything. Best rap. What? This is ridiculous. What? I literally was Wait, reading it and my no, face screwed no, up. No, guys, what? My face screwed up when I saw it. No, guys, one. I actually didn't know that this happened. <laughs> like, what? No, like, guys. No, that's why I was guys, so silent. Everyone who's listening... I'm sorry, but we are in shock, like, because we've just <laughs> seen this. Like, what is going on? It's best rap sung. No, guys, honestly, what is this? Tell them, no, tell guys, them, what is this? Tell no, them who won. Best rap sung performance. So, obviously, we've got Little Baby. First episode of season four of Don't Alert the Stands. You are here today with your hosts, Eads McKenzie and Nicholas Sorrell and Chopin. And it is a new year. A lot has happened. Yesterday, mm. Brexit happened. Um, we're finally out. How are you guys doing? Um, I'm good. RIP Kobe, obviously, yeah. uh, last mm. week, which is really mm. sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm doing okay. It's been a good week. I'm a bit busy, but happy to be back mm. for season four. And yeah. Happy to see what music comes out during the season as well. So yeah, how are you, Chope? I'm good, as I you know, as I always am. But um, you know, um, R.I.P. to Kobe and Gianna, and also the other families that were in the helicopter crash. Yeah. That really um, that really fucked me up this mm. week. Like even still, every time I see a post on Instagram, I'm just still like, that poor that poor, his poor wife to yeah. lose your your husband and your daughter in that way. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that really um that really fucked me up. But other than that, um, I'm good. Um, very tired. I feel like the, I feel like this year is gonna be. I'm gonna be very tired and have been a lot of high stress situations. So. Let's not let's not do that. Speak it affirmations. You're gonna be cool. You're gonna be. You're gonna have a great year this year. No, I I do think that. I do think this will be a great year. But I I, I feel like a lot is is gonna be a lot this year for me. Oh, so good stress. Yes. Okay, productive stress. Yeah, good, productive, okay, exciting cool, cool. stress, yeah. but still, yeah. Because I feel like, so I got a new job. I'm not going to say what it is, not a business. <laughs> but, um, but I feel like this, is a, this new job is going to require a lot of me and they have a lot of expectations of me and time and energy. Can I just acknowledge that, like, Shopee, you've given a, like, comprehensive breakdown of how you are. I'm, like, this is a shock to me, like, that you're actually going to... Is this how the season's going to go? I mean, let's not go that far. Every week we're going to have I a mean, breakdown. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's great. I think the listeners are going to love this. Okay, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. But um, yeah, no, um, that is me. Cool. Um, I would say for myself, I'm good. I'm in a new space, a new year. Um, still trying to figure out a few things, but I'm in a really good mood, man. Things seem to be going all right for me so far. Um, and I'm happy we're back again. It took so long because I was, partly because I was in Jamaica, went home for a bit, came back. And um, yeah, quite a few interesting things have happened. I know I forgot to say RRP to Kobe and Gianna, but um, that was very sad when it happened. Um, I was literally following the news on Twitter and the way, the way it was kind of introduced to us and like the way TMZ spoke about it and stuff like that, it was like a roller coaster of emotions because at one mm. point you thought um, Lance Fox was dead and then you thought um, it was like all of Kobe's daughters. Wait, Lawrence that, Fox? Did I, what did I say? 
Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence. sorry, Lawrence Fox. Sorry, Rick Fox. What did I say? Lawrence. Oh, is it Rick? Oh, sorry, my bad. I don't watch basketball. I'm going to be completely obvious. I don't, I don't watch. He's basketball. on Greenleaf, so that's how I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but at one point, we thought all of his daughters died. Um, Kobe's. yes. And then yes, we yes. um didn't know if there was a pilot or not because some people were saying that Kobe flies his own um helicopter. Um. All of these different reasons, and it wasn't really reported that well. So being on social media during that was awful. Um, but positives, in a good space, happy to record. Um, and we've got some very interesting topics today. Um, but without further ado, Chope, do your thing. So yes, you guys know the deal. We are now going to all go through and say what we've been listening to for the last week. So I haven't really been... um listing to particular projects and i feel like this week i've kind of just been listening to whatever and um i have tried to give some time to the new j house album big big conspiracy and we're going to talk about that in depth i think all three of us will have a detailed conversation about that next week but i can say for now that it is a very good project i'm very happy with it i really am enjoying it like i'm going back to it quite a lot already and that I think it's a vast improvement on his last album because I'm one of the few black people in London who didn't like his last album. And up until this point, I thought up until this point, I thought he was very overrated. But I'm like, okay, now, okay, I'm on the J Hus train. I mean, not as a person because he's trash, but um, <laughs> I'm very much a hotep. Um, and um, yeah, so yeah, so I'm um, a good project, but I will definitely go into more detail next week. Um, other things have just kind of been literally random things so i don't know why jill scott's been on my spirit this week because i've listened to quite a bit of her this week and she actually just announced um she's going on tour for the 20th anniversary of her debut album obviously i'm going got my ticket yesterday love that album but no i particularly was listening to her last album woman which reminds me that i need a new jill scott album it's been five years so jill scott wherever you are i need a new album so so there's a song on there called beautiful love featuring bj the chicago kid which is one of my favorite songs on that album it's just a really warm fuzzy love song and i think their voices really complement each other very well and like i like how lo-fi it is but it's still soulful so it's not like lo-fi in like an alternative way it's like kind of like some like a psychedelic soul kind of vibe but yeah bj and jill scott that's a great song called beautiful love and also just jill scott in in general if you, if you don't know her you should um who else who else who else um gallant sweet insomnia i've replayed that a lot this week i don't know why but i just did and um yeah no like gallant is obviously hands down one of the best male R&B artists we have in terms of the newer generation alongside, you know, Sir and Lucky Day and BJ. But no, um, Galan did it again, a great album. I played that a lot this week. And I really like how he's um really expanded his production, expanded the way his writing, expanded the way he arranges his songs. Like it's really been a growth him like i loved 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 his first album ology i loved his first album but like it's been like a natural shift and a natural evolution of its sound so it's still in like the alternative r&b space but like they're really like he's played with pop in a way that doesn't actually sound commercial like i thought like i know nick's heard the album i think me agree like some of the things are quite poppy but they're not like pandering to billboard pandering to charts like i don't know how to describe it it's like mm. it's still like quite mainstream leaning but it's like no but this is still a great song but then it also he's gone very much into like a live instrumentation bag which mm -hmm. you didn't really get on the first album especially considering 
the gravitas of his voice like obviously lends itself to a lot of like big basses and big horns so a few of the songs have that too which i've loved unfortunately one of my favorite songs features um sabrina kk claudio um i just it really upsets me because i really love it's a really it's a really good song it's a really good song but unfortunately she's featured on it so that's galant um who else who else who else i've got a few things like i said it's actually just been random at this point um so i revisited my favorite maxwell album embryo and i'm not gonna say too much uh it's a great album i have it on vinyl it's amazing um it was ahead of its time wasn't appreciated at the time um and um i'd just like to would like to shout out two songs in particular ever wanting and actually this second song i'm gonna have to actually read out because it's like six words in one <laughs> common maxwell each one second people So the whole song is called Oh my god, even Spotify can't even have the whole thing at once. Let me go on Google. It's a great song, by the way, but I don't know why he's named it this, but it's a it's an incredible So it's called Each Hour, Each Second, Each Minute, Each Day of My Life. And it's all one word. He's made it. But yeah, it's an incredible song, a beautiful song. I literally played it like five times already today. And I've been playing it a lot over the last couple of days. And who else, who else, who else, who else? Where is my list? So I have quite a few, as you can see. Um, so lastly, Selena Johnson. So I feel like most of you will be aware of her as the woman who, sit, who sang the chorus on Kanye's All Falls Down. But I feel like most people don't know anything else about her other than that. She is an incredible R&B songstress in her own right. She's released six albums actually no seven albums the seventh album came out yesterday actually she has a new album out guys called woman that just came out she has so i've heard the other six really really great projects really underrated vocalist songwriter so i just want to shout out two songs called another relationship which is probably the best um cheating on song of all time and another song called tonight i'm gonna let go so Cena johnson like that's just someone that i feel like definitely does not like we could talk about underrated eyes but she's someone that literally is never in the conversation and she is incredible she's incredible and um that's listens but other than that i just want to shout out to one of my favorite artists of all time d'angelo last week was the 20th anniversary of the voodoo album mm -hmm. one of the greatest albums of all time an album that i love near and dear to my heart i love love that album and um that's an album that should all be in your libraries. If you're a music fan, if you love R&B, if you love funk music, if you love soul music, Voodoo should be in your catalog. That is a masterpiece and literally one of the best albums of the last 20 years. So that is me. Do you want to go? Yeah. Cool. So in terms of me, I'm going to say what I was listening to this week, but also whilst we were away as well. Um, so like I said, I've just come back from Jamaica. Um, I was there for a while and um, I listened to an artist recently called Beam. Um, so his colors is kind of making or being circulated around social media at the moment. And a lot of people are getting into him now. Um, and the kind of the best way to describe his sound for me, that makes makes sense in my head, is it's like, and it's not because he's, he's the son of a Jamaican um, reggae artist, but because he sounds like Popcorn, but like over Travis Scott beats. And if you listen to his music, you'll understand what I mean. Um, but literally on the train, I was trying to think of how to describe this album because 
it's fucking hard. I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's such a sick project. Um, and I've just enjoyed every part of it. He was a producer before this who went by the name of um, Ty Shane. He is the son of Papa San, who is a um, reggae artist and um, gospel reggae artist um, who was born in a place called Spanish Town from Jamaica. Um, just in general, this project is incredible. I'm, I was listening to it on the train. I was listening to it on the way here, everything. Um, I would definitely recommend it to people. It's just one of those projects that make you want to go hard. Um, and I personally know I love a song when I wish I wrote it. And the very first song on this um, album is called, um, is it Pop the Roof? Uh, one second. Think it's drop drop the, roof. the Roof. Yeah, Drop the Roof. That The first song on that is incredible. And he does remind me of Travis Scott on some of them, just because of the way he uses autotune and um, the heavy AO8s on most of the beats that he produces. But then if you, if you go to songs like 95, it's very uh, 90s hip hop. Um, I'm trying to think of an example, but I can't off the top of my head. But if you listen to the project, I promise you, you'll love it. If you like rap, if you like Travis Scott, if you like Popcorn, um, if you like... Um, just do a reggae or something like that you will genuinely really enjoy this project and if you don't i'll be very surprised um go listen to his colors first if you want he's he's a great rapper um but he has an ear for beats as well because obviously he's a producer so i'll definitely recommend recommend that gets me very hyped really enjoy it um so check it out when you can next we've got the isle of queens by sianka um i spoke to Chopin about this a few months ago or something like that um I love this project. Um, it reminds me of slightly early Neo Soul to the point where I said to Shopee, I thought this album came out in like 1990s or something like that. Incredible album. There's one song called Erica where she's just basically bringing up Erica Badu and it's just incredible. As she should. As she should, exactly. Um, but the song that I kind of always go back to is... Oh, um, one second. Sianka. Sorry, it's just loading. I'm going to edit this part out. Come on. Oh, new phone, who dis? So that's what it's called, and it's spelled exactly how I pronounced it. So if you check out that project, uh, Sianka, The Isle of Queens, it's a very black female, black woman empowerment album. Um, definitely check it out and let me know what you think, or let us know what you think at D-A-T-S-P-O-D. And then lastly, I need to have an anecdote for this because it's going to seem like I'm really late to the party and there's a few things that like people have said on the show where I've been like, oh, okay, it's interesting, but I haven't really taken or said anything about it. So, sir, Chasing Summer. So, I finally got the opportunity to actually sit down and properly take it in. Um, whilst I was in Jamaica, there were quite a few songs I was listening to on the plane, whilst I was on the beach and stuff like that. Um, in phenomenal project. Incredible I, I don't even know how to phrase this, but this album made me feel so many emotions. It's out of this world. And I, I'm genuinely overwhelmed by how good it is. Um, I don't even know where to start. I just think the vocals are incredible. The way he sings is so beautiful. Um, his descriptions on so many topics are just so... I'm just going to keep saying the word beautiful over and over again because that is exactly what the project is. I was very surprised on um, the rem the recipe. Um, I thought originally that Daily, so the singer Daily was doing the background vocals for that, um, and I researched it. It wasn't him, but if I th if if you know Daily, 
and you know the type of music that he makes and the type of music that he um, writes and collaborates with artists on, you'll know that it's a good project for me to say that. Um, and so blew out the park. I'm going to go back to um, the project before that because I haven't taken that in. Um, I've heard some people say it's better. I've heard some people prefer Chasing Summer. Um, but yeah, it, I've, I'm blown away. It's a fucking incredible album. Um, if you haven't checked it out, I understand that. We're overwhelmed with the amount of albums we have to check out, but very, very, very good project. Um, and that's me. That's what I've been listening to. So Sianka, um, Beam, and Sir. Nick? Um, so... Yeah, Beam was someone I was going to put on my list, but I think Eden summed it up really good. Um, shout out to Steady Mobbing from Sony in Canada who put me on to her. Um, him, sorry. But she is like amazing. She's done a lot of work in terms of pushing his profile and stuff like that. So I hope that he does blow up. Um, Eden did say he like resembles or like sounds like Travis. And I know that he's affiliated behind the scenes with him. So I'd love to see them link up. I think genuinely they'd sound great together on a song. Um, and I would, I guess, describe him as like dancehall trap yes. to me. And I think that, you know, I'm really glad that his colors came now for January. So he has the whole year to kind of work that and build his profile. I know he's on Rolling Loud's lineup, so that would be great. He's actually on Travis's day. So hopefully, you know, they link up again. Um, he's produced for 21 Savage, um, his last album. So maybe he'll be on this album as well. That'd be great too. But yeah, I won't go into much with Beam. Just listen to the tape. As Eden said, it's amazing. So get into that. Um, I want to get into a quick documentary that I watched while we were off as well. Um, the Black Godfather, which is on Netflix and it follows the incredible, I don't even know his title because he holds so many hats, but he is a music exec, which is Clarence Avon. He has helped pretty much anyone and anyone that you can think of from Obama down to Whitney Houston, down to MJ's Thriller Tour. Like he is the key to connect everyone in Hollywood, black Hollywood, black music, black New York, wherever you're at. He's still working at the, the age of like, I think 79 now. Um, and he is incredible his daughters in politics helped hillary clinton's campaign um in terms of what he's done he's pretty much helped a lot of our pioneers who are both dead and alive in terms of their label contracts in terms of their tour contracts in terms of their album creations in terms of their tour um conceptions and themes in the tours as well he does it for like zero profit and most times in in terms of like helping black figures progress in the business side of music um and the documentary is about two hours long it basically follows him in a car and he's talking about his life and how he started in the south and to um there was like a family near him with slave plantations, all that kind of stuff. And then he moved down up to the North to live with his aunt. And he basically made his career like with lawyers. He's not a lawyer. He doesn't have the credentials in terms of like a legal background, but lawyers would demand him in the room. So like a Warner and a Sony would be like, I need Clarence in the room. Like without this, the deal's not going to happen. So yeah, it follows his life. It follows um, his public figure his behind the scenes figure life it follows his family um it just follows so much of what he's done in music and so many artists careers that he's built to the, Oprah, oprah's even said that she can't do some of the stuff that she's done without him so i think it's a 
fundamental documentary if you want to know the business side of music and how it works um, or how it did work and how the power of people and relationships are really the cornerstones of the music business um, and I think it's key if you're someone who wants to get into the business as well um, just to, to watch how uh, these relationships are navigated um, so yeah really great documentary um, and Netflix are doing quite a lot right now so yeah it's really good to see but we'll jump back into music um, during the time I was off um, I listened to this um i want to say he's reggaeton um jay cortez and he he was on my top 10 of 2019 uh, on the twitter account for that's pod you can go back and look at that but he um is a co-writer of smashes such as i can't get enough and i like it um he's worked with annual aa jay balvin bad bunny all you name it he's worked with them all the people in the Musica Urbana arena and the reggaeton arena for now, he's pretty much navigated and worked with. But he stepped out in late 2019 with his album Famous, which explores predominantly reggaeton. Um, it does feature Bad Bunny and J Balvin, um, Almighty, Taney, uh, so many Latin American talents who are both front of house and back of house building their profile um it is 13 songs long 50 minutes so it's not too long i think part of what uh, brought him to me because with a lot of the latin america um latina sorry artists working in this space right now i think their tone is really beautiful and like how they can sing and and rap and like integrate that all together in a really unique and solid way and i think that's the strongest elements the components of him both singing talking rapping and it all sounding really cohesive he talks about his struggles he talks about his upbringing in puerto rico he talks about him just being like in the back of house trying to build a profile um, and being overlooked and I think it's a really strong album for someone who's trying to step out into the space of being the back of house so like we spoke about being uh, and be their front of house self and actually be an artist um, so I hope he continues to build his profile and I hope he continues to kind of navigate that space right now because as you know the Super Bowl is about to come on tomorrow you know it's got uh talents from the region you know Shakira and Jennifer Lopez one's a thief one's not but um in terms of the profile of Latin American music um and genres we're having a renaissance again but it's a new generation it's new sounds mm. Musica mm. Urbana's now in front of house Bad Bunny did uh higher than Drake on the Spotify official consumptions for the last couple of years as of late in December so these artists aren't really navigating in their niche anymore. They are very much in the mainstream and building a profile. And I know we'll get into it a bit later, but the likes of Rosalia will have you convinced that certain artists are doing numbers more than not, but really the people from Latin America, not Spain, are the ones pushing this culture and really pushing it forward in a cohesive way. So shout out to Jay Cortez for both building the talent such as Bad Buddy, for, but for both contributing to that arena as well with his own album it's called famous with a z because i believe that's how you spell it in that uh, region but yes that is jay cortez um i'll move on to something i've been wanting to speak about for a while um in a bad way uh and it is young bane uh he released his song gang shit while we were off um and he released a video to that it's very much um in the drill arena and we've seen loads of artists such as drake with war and we've seen other artists tory lanes yesterday you know trying to capitalize on this uk drill 
um, movement now. And then we've seen someone, Young Bane, who's pretty much actually existed in the pockets of um, Afro swing um, and Afro pop in some places. But really now he's trying to just... We, we don't know what's going on with gang shit and it doesn't sound authentic. It doesn't sound him. You know, he's doing... The video just doesn't come across as authentic at all. Um, I've actually laughed at the video several times since it dropped. Um, <laughs> and Young Bane, to me, is someone who's confused. You know, Jay Hustle's locked away for probably like nine months. And... He had the time to really get, gain that pocket, him and Kojo Fund. You know, you had the pocket, you had the fans, you had the momentum. And in not in Kojo Fund's case, because, you know, he's still releasing music in that vein. But for Young Bane, he's just trying to mix and match and it just doesn't come across as authentic. So gang shit is very humorous to me right now. If you want to go watch that, you can on Grime Daily. I think it's there. And yeah, I think that's been my listen so far. I think with the start of the year, there has been quite a few releases um, and it is about trying to get into it and like what's happened. And I'm still trying to absorb things from the latter half of last year. You know, I really liked Doja Cat's Hot Pink, but I really need to get into it even more. I feel it's like really and like job. really digest it, but I love what she's doing. Um, shout out to actually Nicki Minaj as well. I loved her verse on, um, I don't know what the song's called because I don't care for the artist, but Megan Trainor's new song. She's really sounding like she has, you know, she's back in writing mode and it's great. Like, so hopefully her solo material, which is hinted at to come later this year, will reflect what she showed me visually and uh in terms of musician as a musician yesterday with you know the feature that she did on Megan Trainor's song is circulating around socials um she's now re-emerged on social media so I hope that Nikki's all about the pen this year and not about fighting with Meek in Beverly Hills before the Grammys but yes we will move into the new section unless anyone has anything else to say but um it's been a busy week. As you know, we've come back. We always kind of do around Grammys week. We won't go into that just yet, but it is on the agenda. Um, which one shall we do first? Very political topics next. Um, let's do Kelly's. I go. So, Kelly's. Um, right. So, let's give you the context first, guys. So... This was an interview in The Guardian. It dropped midweek, I believe, on Wednesday or Thursday. And it was a long read. Nice little interview with Khalees on her farm. You know, she's living her life now in her 40s, looking great as ever. She is on tour. The Kaleidoscope tour starts on March 3rd in Europe. I'll be going to the London date. Amazing. Um, it will be on the, it will be um, at the Albert Hall. So you'll be going to that venue, I'm assuming. And then Manchester on the 16th um, and at the Roundhouse London on 17th. Oh, okay. So there's loads of venues here. Um, and the reissue of the amazing the Kaleidoscope album yes. is due from the 21st of this month. We're in Feb now. Um, so yes, let's get into the interview. So it obviously discussed her music, her career, all of these intricacies in Khalees's multifaceted industry career, you know, um, relationships with Nas, which we'll get into in a minute. Obviously that came up, we've discussed it before, it came up again. But the music side of things was where things got a little bit 
quite political in terms of the budgets, the splits and all of that. So obviously the Neptunes, um, which consists of both Pharrell and Hugo. What's Hugo's last Chad name? Hugo. Chad Hugo, my bad. Chad Hugo. Um, <laughs> Hugo. <laughs> my bad. I'm really bad. Like names, all that. You know me or guys already, you know, you know the names. But in terms of, okay, still love his album, before, uh, like his album actually. But um, they were meant to have a 33-33-33 split, okay? This was of the rights, the publishings, all of this behind Khaleesi's material, okay? So this was back in the day, right? And the split was meant to be doing that. Khaleesi was touring mammoth career in the beginning, you know, and she thought she was, well, she was getting money from somewhere, but it was from touring, okay? And then it was only, I think, three or so years later afterwards that she realized um, the first two albums, actually, the money, Nowhere to be found, okay? Nowhere to be found from that project or those projects, should I say. Um, and she was, yeah, making money from touring. She wasn't poor. She felt like that was enough. She said that that was, um, in the interview, that that was enough for her. Um, and the arguments that the Neptunes, so both, you know, Pharrell and um, Chad Hugo's response was, um, you signed the contract, so... Um, what can you expect? And she was like, yeah, I signed what I was told and I was too young and too stupid to double check it. Um, so she's thinking back in retrospect and was very much hurt by it. She goes on to recall that Pharrell was performing later on in his career um, at an industry event and she was in the audience and Pharrell does this little nod thing that he does to um, other artists in the audience when he's performing to like co-sign all that kind of stuff. It makes news after the shows. And he did that to Khalees. Obviously in the moment, she's not gonna while out um, because of a load of different industry politics kind of things. So she nods back and everyone assumed things were fine. So no one thought that there was any bad blood or bad history between them. Um, so yeah, she's la she laughed at when talking about this and she said, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to yell back. You stole all my publishing. So you end up nodding back and everyone thinks everything's great, like whatever. You know how Kelly says when she's talking about these things, very much shrugging it off and stuff. And then she didn't talk about this publicly. Um, and another thing that she didn't talk about publicly until 2018 on platforms such as, unfortunately, Hollywood Unlocked, but that platform... <laughs> Um, about Nas, she came public about her uh, relationship with Nas, uh, their highly publicized relationship in the Zeros, um, where abuse happened. She's quoted that Nas would obviously come home blackout drunk, and that's when the abuse would start. Obviously, she would defend herself, and then in the morning, it would be like nothing happened. Um, it was, it's been highly reported since this interview drops that it was the pictures of Rihanna's and Chris Brown's incident that made Khalees finally make the decision to leave Nas. Now, she also addressed the rumours that uh, Khalees herself, sorry, uh, blocks Nas from seeing their child because they have a child together. Um, and she said he doesn't step up to the plate essentially. So he prom he doesn't, she doesn't tell her child when he promises to come and doesn't show up. Um, and that was pretty much the essence of the interview. Dibbled into the Neptunes and her not getting her splits in terms of uh, her music, her artistry, her publishing. She went into the domestic abuse um, allegations against Nas. And then she went into her life now. So she has a farm. Um, she hates it there. <laughs> she she loves, she misses New York. Um, but she No, she, she, she hates, she lives on the outskirts of, of 
somewhere in California. She hates she hates the lifestyle she hates the in terms city. of the city, the the fact that the city closes at ten and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and she doesn't have the buzz of New York that kind of stays up to all hours of night. But um, yes, living on a farm with her husband, two children at this point, two sons. Um, and that was a, it was a really good long read actually if you mm. want to go read it on it the Guardian and it wasn't too long to the point where you're like this is too long but she addressed what she needs to address very uh, vivid scenic kind of um, envisions in terms of the writing so shout out to the writer I'm really sorry I don't know it but I'll put it on the pro on um, that's pod throughout the week so that you guys can kind of read it but what do you guys think of the allegations and career abuse allegedly and um, you know her lifestyle now and the reissuing of course you know, you want me to go? Um, <clears throat> so I'm seeing a pattern with young artists going into the game, not seeing their contract, and then um, later on coming out and having to kind of reveal what's actually happening behind the scene. Happened to TLC, happened to Lil Yachty, happened to Blueface, even in the UK. Tony Braxton. Yeah, Tony Braxton. Online, yeah, even in the UK, if we think about um, Nadia Rose spoke about issues with uh, management. Um, and in general, the general consensus is that, unfortunately, a lot of people are getting exploited. Nobody knows if they're in 360 deals. Um, and if you, just in case new listeners are listening, a 360 deal basically means that it's not just the music that the label has rights to. So if you are on a, for example, Little Yahoo who had like a Sprite um, deal, the label would take some of that money. Um, whereas there's some relationships where they just take what's from the music. Um, so a lot of artists, they think they're getting all of this for free or like there's things that are going on and they're like, wow, my label's really looking after me. Mm. They don't realize that they're actually paying for it. And then later down the line, they're in debt and they can't afford things. And this, yeah. is, this is a topic we're going to talk about later on as well, actually. Um, but Khalees, this situation is sad to hear because unfortunately it's Pharrell. Um, and like Pharrell, although he is, he can be quite problematic with some of the things he says, with like the new black era that he had, um, and <laughs> some Sorry. some other comments that have happened in the past. Um, Tap dancer. Anyway. Well, there there are. It's it's really sad to hear. Um, I like to kind of think of Pharrell in a positive light, but when I think of things like this, obviously, I'm like, actually, it's the music business. People are shit. Um, in mm. general. Um. What's your, what are you going to say? No, finish. No, I want to hear what you... The thing, oh, I mean, I'm not surprised it's happened, but yeah, I think... Either am I. The reason why I'm surprised is at when this happened, because for those who don't know, so um, the Neptunes produced the majority of Khalees' first two albums yep. and about six songs on Tasty. All amazing albums, by the way. Um, Wonderland especially, an incredible album. Um, Khalees was the, what I call the original alternative black girl. Punk. That's what Khalees was. Mm. Um, but I know most of, no, unfortunately, it actually pisses me off that most people know her for like milkshake and shit like that. And it's like, <laughs> that's not even her black, Khalees. <laughs> oh Khalees. dear. And when oh, I tell people, I'm, when I tell people I'm a, I'm a Khalees fan, they're like, why? I'm like, do your research. Because <laughs> the imagery in that video isn't even her. Yeah. Like really that's, and truly, like, that's, that's not, not her. her. And it actually upsets me. That's her biggest song. Yeah. And, but I'm like, the Kaleidoscope album, phenomenal. Mm. Wonderland, phenomenal. It couldn't even have been I Hate You So Much. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, come on. That is, yeah. come on, come on. And you know, I have to shout out Europe and the UK because they, they actually kind of kept her career afloat because the first two albums did not do well at all mm. in the States. It was Europe yeah. that kept her alive doing um, shows over here, mm. touring over here. 
Thinking of her sonically, though, I think it it makes sense. No, it makes sense. Do you know sense. what I mean? It, it makes like, sense. It's like when Vin, Vic Mensa down on my luck. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just fits Europe yeah. more. But, but it just upsets me when people act, try and play Cleese like, her discography is amazing. Like, no, it is. She has a great, he has great albums. And I'll be seeing her much. Can't wait. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. So the reason why I'm surprised mm. by this is because Pharrell, Chad Hugo, Clips, uh so the star trek era basically star trek Mm. they all came out together around the same time so to my knowledge they were all kind of not broke but i mean they were kind of you know jump starts in the industry Mm. so i'm kind of and i will say this pharrell did have some credits under his name before he got involved with working with khalees but it was Khalees, so like 1999 onwards, that was really when Pharrell started to blossom in, mm. and um, rise. So he did have like a few credits before. So mm. like, I thought like most people don't know this, but the first song he ever produced was Use Your Heart by SW, SWV um, in 996. So he had some, some credits, he had some clout, but I wouldn't think that he would have enough clout to finesse Khalees out of this much money because... To my knowledge, all of them were kind of in the same boat. So that's what surprised me. I'm not surprised it happened. Yeah. But that's why I was like, huh, Pharrell. I ever heard this happen like 10 years later with another artist. Like, okay, cool. Pharrell's mm. established by this point. But I'm like, but the Khalees days, but you you weren't doing shit either. What? Do you know what it is? I think like... With, so how did that happen? I think, do you know what it is? It's similar to like, in some ways, even the Black Eyed Peas story in terms of just like, not in the same way, just like the dynamics. Black women are disposable. This is it. Like literally, I feel like even friends, foe, whatever, you know, Tony Braxton, same situations like it's t- um, TLC. I think they are just disposable. And if they're not going to look over the contract and anything like that, I think... Pharrell's just going to sit back and be like, well, you know, I'm getting paid. Like, you know, it's, it's, we're you, good. And like, they're just like, I'm not going to tell you. Like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm making your album. Maybe he thought of it as, you know, I'm doing you a fucking favor. I'm producing your whole album. So what do you mean the Black Eyed Peas situation? Just in terms of how like she left and she felt Who, Fergie? like Fergie? No, no, the, the one before member. that. Yeah. But didn't she? she no, was... I'm not saying she got played like in terms oh. of contraction. I'm just saying the, t- the fact that they feel they feel like out of place. They feel like they are disposable in some ways, mm. whether it's a dynamic issue, whether it's a label issue, wherever An they image are. Issue, image issue. Image issue, exactly. Is, even Khalees, like the thing. Which was it was it, with yeah. Kim Hill from Black mm. Eyed Peas. Yeah, exactly. The imagery. Yeah. You feel like you're being mismarketed, all this kind of stuff. So I feel like if she wasn't looking at the contract, Pharrell's just going to be like, and maybe he was even frustrated. You just made the point. He had a few credits at this point. It wasn't really the mammoth career that he really had in the early 2000s. And from that point onward, maybe he was like, you know, I'm doing you a fucking ass favor. We're friends, but I'm getting the bag oh, first. They were more than friends. I'm getting the bag. Oh, well, you know, uh, rumors. Yeah. But we're getting the I mean, bag first. If got, if you Google. I mean, Google's free. So anyway, but, but guys, you can you. do your Googles, YouTube, you know, any documentaries. <laughs> anyway, but um, I feel uh, like- That's even, that's even, make, so wow. He's not so, good at all. So not only are I, I'm producing your album, we're fucking too. And I'm still going to play you mad. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. <laughs> I'm giving you mad. the date and I'm getting mm. the money for that too. <laughs> anyway, mm. but at the end of the day, it happened. It's really sad. And 
I'm glad she went public with it, to be honest. I've, and I'm interested now, beginning of the year, similar to like last year when Soldier Boy came out with all these claims about what stuff he's done. I'm interested to see the reactions of like, what's going to happen after? Is he going to speak? He Well, to be honest, he speaks out on nothing. So he'll probably not he say, won't anything. say anything. Um, very much a chance the rapper is has if he'll just PC it and nip it in the bud. And if he's, the PR will tell them not to obviously mention it and all that kind of stuff. But um <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, Bia, Bia was signed to his label, female rapper, Buddy, now left the label. Tiana Taylor. You know, Tiana Taylor. There's a trend. There's a trend. You know, <laughs> we don't know what's happened yet because these artists are yet to speak, but there's a trend and it's not looking good, mm. you know? So Pharrell, you've been in the bad books for me for a while, you know, for other stuff. Um, I'm not surprised. Mm. But... I just want to go off of just quickly on your point, Shopee. Are you, you're saying you're surprised that Pharrell did this because of the access to, well, he just, he didn't seem like he'd be able to do something like that during the time. At that time. At that yeah. time. Are you suggesting that maybe there's more to the story behind the scenes, like maybe to do with um, how the contract was introduced to Khalees or maybe it wasn't Pharrell, maybe Pharrell was involved, but maybe someone else is, the person who I mean, obviously, more. I'm never, we're never going to know. Mm. But, you know, basically echoing that, like, I'm not saying Pharrell isn't, you know, culpable. He obviously is, because I agree with Nixon. He, he obviously... Or complicit. Yeah, he's extent. complicit. Like, he obviously probably knew he was going to get more money, but mm. I'm just, like, a bit confused because the way, the Pharrell we have now, he mm. wasn't that when yeah. Khalees came out. Yeah, mm. it's different time. Khalees, like, he wasn't an in-demand producer. This is yeah. 1999. He's building his career. Yeah. That's the point he was at. That's not, exactly. So yeah. that's why I'm like, how could... And Chad Hugo too, like, I don't understand. So mm. I definitely think there are other things the story, but like Nick said, obviously he was complicit in varying ways. Yeah. So that's that's just it really. But And it really upset me because the, the interviewer asked him, would you ever work, to him, uh, work with him again? And yeah. What, and she she basically said no. And I was like... No, the way she said it was jokes. Yeah, so. the way she said it. Yeah. She's like, like, there's forgiveness and then there's stupidity. That's <laughs> <laughs> so just like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know and it really, and it, fool and me once, Shay, or you know, it's the same thing. And I'm just like, I'm upset, like, like I said, because as as someone who like who um loves Cleese, and obviously she's an amazing writer and producer in her own right, mm. but the chemistry she had with Pharrell and Chad, it's it's it was beautiful. Mm. Like I still, and I'm like a massive Pharrell fan in all aspects. Like I love Pharrell as a producer. I love NERD. I love mm. what he's done for other people. Some of his best production is on those first three Khalees albums. Mm. Some of his best production is on those first three albums. And like Madge, like if they could just have recreate that magic or at least even do something for the tour. Now that she's re-releasing the album, she's touring the album to celebrate the anniversary, Mm. like do something because they had magic, the three of them. Well, do you know what he needs to do? Get the Monzo out and send the money. Mm. That's what we need to do. That's it. It's one transaction (laughs) and we can resolve and he's rich enough to do it now. More that he could pay it 10 times over. 13 times over probably like you know it's not hard and i think a lot of people act like it's hard especially when they've built their careers now like you can just pay these people back mm. and then maybe a conversation can happen after that mm. it's interesting because for us producing a song for megan the stallion now isn't he yeah trash. for her album have you heard it well he there's a snippet, snippet. there's a snippet oh. in the studio okay well all the best um i think Khalees is a billionaire or she's married to a billionaire now or something like that isn't she so I, I didn't. He didn't say that. I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't I'm know. I'm pretty she's sure she's married to a billion. I'm not thinking of Eve, but, but there's I'm money. Sure there's money. She has, there's she's, money. she's fine. She's fine. Yeah. She's you fine. know, the farm yeah, so. context gave me that. Yeah, she's fine. And yeah. like, obviously, like she's always doing shows. Mm. Um, 
And this tour, you know, she'll get yeah. some more, you know, yeah. money. The re-release, or yeah, the get, re-release, get some more and time. And she obviously like has. I don't. I know she's a chef. I don't know. She, and she has like cookbooks now, and that's good. She teaches on the side. She's actually like. like um, she's yeah. living so, her life. At least it's fine. I know that it's like it's like principle. Yeah. And but, um, do do we want to like nah the the unpacking of Nas like? Is there I mean, we discussed situation? that last year. Yeah. Is that do you? Do she you, didn't really say anything new about that. Do you guys like? I I like. Do you, do you think this is true? Do you believe it? Because I feel like a lot of people tiptoe around it. Like, I mean, because they're both two sides and people have different I, stories. I believe it. I mean, um, Nas is one of my favorite rappers, but mm. if you want to be a abusive person, you're an abusive person. Yeah. And uh, the reason why I believe it is, one, because I always feel like, why would you lie about that? Especially because it's one thing if someone, if if your wife or girlfriend isn't famous, but she is famous herself. Yeah, she has her own mind. So she, so she has her own mind and she, and she actually has more to lose by coming against another industry person because yeah. she obviously is celebrating her own right but Nas is also one of the best, best rappers of all time. all time so like the fact that she but also Nas's other baby mama he she is at the same things that oh, when they really? were together he was very abusive oh, Nas. Oh, Nas. so no, so Don't the mother of Nas's first child I can't remember her name why is it always the hoteps Nas is in the hotel. Why is it not? What do you mean Nas is in the hotel? I would say it's why hotel. Is it have Nas? you heard um his his last project he produced with Kanye I mean, this is like five times. I Have you heard I Can? Isn't I Can on God's Son? I'm not, no, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's on the album, but have you heard that song? Yeah, of course. He's a hotep. <laughs> like, listen, to a the, hotep. Listen, listen to the lyrics. Listen to the last project he, before, no wait, the Kanye project. I know Jay House is a hotep. I know that. He's not. Yes, he is. He's not. He's, there's what a difference. He he's just, he's black empowerment. I'm putting it in um, quotation marks. He's leaning with, he's, he's leaning with hotep. That's what he is. No, there's a difference. Nas is a hundred percent a hotep. A hundred. What's your definition of hotep? A hotep is someone who um, believes in black spirituality, um, but can sometimes veer into black um, supremacy. Okay. And unfortunately, what that means is a lot of the time it excludes. I don't think that's not groups that um, don't fit the narrative. So a lot of hoteps. So isn't that Jay Huss? No, Jay Huss is just a homophobic person. He's not. He's he doesn't seem like he's actually done the research to actually be called a hotep. Oh, Although right. it is necessarily a sometimes a negative connotation, yeah, it does come with a lot of actually st- an actual study. Yeah, um, people true. actually, books, yeah, they, like I would call Umar Johnson a hotep. Oh, definitely. Can we not give him? <laughs> no, no, but I'm just. But I would say in terms of the fact that he comes and talks about what happened in let's it's always Egypt because he's talk about Egypt he's years ago or things like that <laughs> yeah, I think he's losing the yeah. like as the years I, go no, on wait, hold on. the mentality wait, 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 is wait. just Who's, going wait, okay so right you saw the video like obviously R.I.P. yeah did you see the, the one the phone drop no no yeah, yes yes that one did you see the one yeah basically what happened what happened what happened was he was talking about apparently a conspiracy theory that Kobe Bryant was killed by the NBA right and then halfway through the video Wait, halfway through the video, halfway through the video, a gust of wind comes and knocks the phone over. And he was like, oh, it's the spirit of the NBA coming to (laughs) you. He was like, my brother's, and he was serious. Basketball Association is a suspect in Dr. Umar's investigation. That's right. The goddamn NBA is a suspect.
As soon as I said that, Mama or Ya blew my cell phone off the stands. He was like, oh, it's the spirit of the, it's the, spirit of the NBA coming to silence me. Um, <laughs> and he was like, my brothers and sisters. He was in a park. In January. In January. Storms are in I New know. York right now. But, hey, anyone park. Hey, anyone no. that watches that video, I beg you, don't focus on him. Read the comments because the comments yeah, the are comments the funniest. Because people, people like, but it's windy outside. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and he said he was like, we're going to do a block party. We're going to do a block party because people were saying it's the wind. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, oh Uma, so Uma, doctor, doctor. And then wait, hold on. There was help. one. There was one more video. I'm not going to talk about him anymore. But there was one more video where he's talking about how. Um, Kobe, um, the mum, Black Mamba, like the name was being trademarked by a pharmaceutical company. And he was talking about how it's a great conspiracy that unfortunately he passed at that time. But the funny thing is like the tweets and the reaction to that, some people were just like, he, you see the reason he's saying this outside is because no one inside wants to hear that shit. But anyway, back to my point, there is a difference in terms of hoteps. Um, and I think Nas is a hotep because although... He does come with the information. He talks about black empowerment on a lot of his songs. Um, there is that side to him, and Khalees is an example of it, that when it comes to black female, black women um, spirituality, it, it's not as important as the narrative of the black man and like black empowerment and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. If Khalees is like, if what she said is to be believed by the general public. Mm. Um, I do think that Nas definitely 1 million percent is a hotep just because he's not wearing the hat and has the red eyes that people do on social media 10 million percent a hotep Mm. um but if we're going to talk about it quickly i'm not surprised by that at all like i said hoteps um so yeah that's it cool right next topic right um same vein similar vein um the cheek of this person so (laughs) this will all fall under the vein of grammys we've entered that kind of lane so um yeah right diddy cool um i'm actually so glad this happened so am i so this happened actually late yesterday so got added onto the agenda really late um so mate you know, Bad Boy Records, early 2000s, uh, late 90s, Domination, mm. Lit, mm. so many artists. I would have loved to have been my age during the Bad Boy era. Bad Boy mm. era I would have so loved to have been. Honestly, so big. But yes, um, Bad Boy, huge label, huge hip-hop imprint. Um, but unfortunately, we have the same problems as we're now seeing with OVO. The person who owns it wants to be an artist, and that comes with consequences. And this is what Mace kind of revealed last night in an Instagram post addressing Diddy and his speech um, at the Grammys, uh, one of the Grammys pre-events, okay? Now, Diddy, if you don't know, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background. He spoke about how it's time for the Grammys to step up, diversify, Respect black artists, respect hip hop artists, the same rhetoric as he's done every single year, basically, whether it's via Twitter or via Instagram or whether via the Grammys directly, always posted saying something every year. So Mace addressed him and said that this is not black excellence. What did he's done um, because of the fact that he still owes him his masters and publish him, okay? 24 years ago, 
He only gave him 20K USD, which is lower than British value um, for his publishing, the rights to his publishing. Now, Mace um, recently offered to buy these rights back for 2 million, which is, you know, way more than this figure. Like, I think it's even 100 times more. Um, to which Combs rejected. And his reasoning, his direct response was, according to Mace, allegedly, by the way, I'm not getting a lawsuit from that guy. Um, if I can match what the European guy offer him, that would be the only way I can get it back. This is what Mace is saying that Diddy said. Um, or he can wait until he's 50 years old and it will revert back to... Um, from when he was 19 okay so when he first got given 20k for them um um hypocritical this is what mazes keep saying as well you keep voicing support for black entrepreneurship but you don't actually give me the rights to my publishing back um if it's about us owing it can't be about us owing each other no more hiding back um, I'm sorry, behind love, you changed, um, give the artists back their money so they can make, take care of their family. Um, so this was a really long Instagram post. I'm not going to read it all, but that was the main point of it. Um, obviously, Bad Boy was home to Faith Evans at one time, 112, Biggie Smalls. And that's it. I'm going to, that's basically it. So in summary, Mace wants his publisher back offered Diddy to Millie. Diddy said, offer me what the European guys can offer me or you're not getting it back to your 50. And that's it. So I want to start this off by saying that, I know you didn't read it, but May said in that post that, so the 2 million he offered was more than Diddy even paid the masters in the first place. Yeah, yeah, he said he paid 20. So like, yeah, so just it's like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, you're just, you're, you're just, tra you're just such a trash person for that. I mean, all right. In terms of the way money I know where this works, is going. not necessarily, how many years has it been? Like, like 20, 20 something years. 20 odd years. So, so it, I, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be fair to value it as a hundred times more because it's been 20 years and that catalog is still worth something okay but it's still more yeah no it's still worth it's still more but it's like okay guys take yeah. away the 100 but it's still more he, yeah. offered, he, he, he offered, offered to pay more for what he got sold in. yes it might be like maybe 20k or now yeah. or like whatever but it's still more yeah. than the initial proposition yeah but yeah um sorry but yeah. Sure. so i'm just very glad that this happened because when Diddy did his little speech um, a week and a half ago, I, I did give him the side eye and I did retweet a lot of comments from people that I love on Twitter. And I'm just like, but the audacity of you to say this, the hypocrisy of you to say this, because this is the thing with Diddy. I will forever give him his flowers for being um, an incredible record executive, a credible producer. Like he has been so influential to so many artists' careers, especially from Uptown Records, starting his own bad boy yeah. Jodeci Mary J Blige Biggie Faith Evans mm -hmm. 12 like so many careers even today Janelle Monet is still starting to bad boy mm -hmm. um, French Montana blah 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 blah. well he's trash but whatever but he's yeah you know no, kind he's, of fruitful he's, career he's working. on the label you know he's working Booked, busy so I don't say that away from him but it's always 
I always feel Switch under the rug, his shady business practices mm. and the way he has dealt interpersonally with his artists. Like, so when we think about a lot of the guys on the bad boy at the peak of Bad Boy era, a lot of them all left the label and because of issues they had with him as a businessman, as an executive, but yeah. then they were leaving with nothing. So they mm. were leaving without their masters. They were leaving with no opportunities to go on and do other things or they were yeah. unable to sign with other labels because of other legalities and red tape issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even recently, very recently, so I was watching an interview with Dawn Richard, so former member of Danny E. Kane and Dirty Money. So she did an inter like a very, very long interview with like this New Orleans YouTube channel. Very good interview, by the way. Um, and Diddy basically said, so when she did Dirty Money and that was, that was over, she was like, oh, I want to go solo. And Diddy's like, you haven't done enough for me to let you go. So like, she, he basically kept her for seven years, but not releasing any music for, with her. Like she was just on the shelf. And it's like, really? Like, that's her livelihood. She wants to be able to create, perform and sing. And you're just saying no. For no and, for no. and for appearing for, for what it appears, no reason. It, would he, she would be signed to who if she left? Bad boy. Hmm. But I'm not going to do anything with you. I'm going to keep you on the shelf. You haven't done enough yet. Hmm. So it's like this whole thing of like control. And now obviously with the whole Mace thing. Mace, this isn't the first time Mace has spoken out against nope. Diddy. No. Like, but I think this is definitely the, um, the most traction it's got. Mm. Faith Evans. I mean, him and Faith are still very good friends, but she's not... Shady business practices. Yeah, she said like, yeah, he... Yeah, there's a reason why I left the label. Danny Kane, like the, the white girl Aubrey will, will forever give him the business. She doesn't hold back at all. Mm. So basically what I'm trying to say is that I'm, I really want us to, to start talking about the black people in the industry that are doing the same things that the white people are doing. There's a lot of, because I feel like Diddy's one of those guys that wants to be like, oh, all the black excellence, but he wants to be the only one. He wants to have a monopoly. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people like that in the industry. Not even really just, not even really just music, like Kevin Hart. Hey, yeah. hi. Like, and even like, so like with this whole thing about, I want to be the only minority, even with us who all work our own jobs. Like, you know, you may like, you can't always trust the black person. Certain people in the, in the office. Yeah, you know, some, some are ops, some are coons. And yeah, that's why I feel like this whole thing with Diddy is it's like he's saying all this, but meanwhile, you, you and he has the resources and the money mm -hmm. and the power to do so much. Mm. So not necessarily with the Grammys per se, but within the way the industry industry works, distribution of wealth and royalties. Like he, there's so much he can do, yeah, but and he doesn't, which is why to this day there are so many artists that will cast him out about. Oh, I don't have any rights to my music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blah blah blah. You blackboard me. Da, 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 da. And but yeah, I'm rambling, but that's my general. I definitely agree. I think with even he got announced as a billionaire last year. It's kind of like, how did you get that wealth? And again, this goes back to my politics here. Like, there's no form of becoming a billionaire without you know the exploitation of bodies wherever it is. And that is what he's done in terms of this kind of situation. And um, let's run to Young Jock, okay? Let's go, because we're going to really mm. give you some case studies mm. here. I'm going to really mm. get into it now. Mm. But um, mm. Young Jock, right. So he was signed, obviously, to the imprint, the label. 2010 reaches by and we get to court because Diddy, again, the same story as Mace, has not given him the rights to his material. He did actually win the lawsuit. So this not only proves that Bad Boy Entertainment are doing these kind of practices, it proves that Diddy wants to leave these artists high and dry when they're 
kind of left, like when they leave the label. Faith Evans, Chope just gave that example. They were signed, he, she was signed to the label. She left for a reason. Oh, also, very interesting point. So, sorry to cut you off, yeah, it's but fine. it's very important. So, Diddy's interest in introduction to the music industry was via Uptown Records, founded by Andre Harrell. That was the label Major Blige and Jodie C were signed to. When Diddy then left, well, when Diddy got fired from Uptown Records and started Bad Boy, he wanted to take Mary and Jodeci. They didn't want to because Mary has said, I could see the direction he was going in and I could see he would have issues. Because they had issues creatively. Mm. But Mary has said that. I sourced things even back then. And once again, same with Faith. They're still good friends today. But I think she was smart enough like, yeah, I can, I see you're, you're shady. I see we wouldn't work together on mm. a business level. Yeah. You can be my producer, my writer, but as a, as a businessman, someone who signs me, no. No, literally. So obviously the Young Jock situation, the Faith Evans, now the Mary J. Blige situation, 112, the group obviously said, Mike from the group said it was just time for 112 to go to the next level. We really couldn't do that being on Bad Boy and what we wanted to do, we weren't seen as a priority. But when you're dealing with a label where the CEO is trying to be an artist also, it just leaves the question mark to where the focus is. Ooh. If you put yourself in a situation where you have your own label and one day decide to be the artist yourself, where would you spend the t your marketing promotion dollars? Mm. It was been it's been frustrating over the years trying to deal with that. We're seeing the same parallels with this with OVO um, nowadays. And literally, they said we were 16 years old when we signed these recording contracts. We were naive. We're not blaming anybody for what we did, but the way it was presented to us, like we were a family, that it was all about love, being adults now and being more mature and knowing the business that we were in, we would have never signed to the label. So literally, this is anecdotal examples from all these artists young jock literally had to go to court for this shit like do you know what i mean it's these same parallels but um even down to Birdman and young money and hash money tiger still has mm -hmm. not been paid mm -hmm. for what he is owed mm -hmm. like the breakfast club mm -hmm. interview he did two years ago he's still not paid he actually backed away from the situation and exploring it because he realized that, you know, obviously Birdman in the streets is a different person, mm. you know, so he just took that situation and now he's on Empire doing his thing and getting his own money in terms of the Empire, the label. So um, as we see these Motown's another one. Well, I'm not surprised, you know, L.A. Reid, Babyface, like they've Oh, LaFace, oh God. Done it, they've Le all LaFace. done it. And the thing is, it's Ooh. like with Diddy again going to the critique and, and, and what L.A. Reid, Babyface and Pebbles. Oh, Pebbles, yeah. and let's not forget Pebbles. <laughs> TLC, go, Tony to go Braxton, and watch that docuseries. Vanessa Williams, literally. Pebbles has fucked over Pebbles so many people. Pebbles is that girl, like literally. But in terms of Diddy and going back to this black excellence, I've never bought it. You have this persona which is not believable and don't know if you think i don't know if it's the pills because there are rumors that you do the drugs right now there are the pills and at your parties you look out of it so allegedly I'm not gonna say it's true because i haven't been to one of your parties but literally you are the epitome of a fraud you are the epitome of a fraud wow. you know nikki no frauds you are the fraud um literally you need to do some real work in terms of what you really mean what you really say and are you just trying to reproduce these white structures yes you are yep. um rather than actually change 100%. the system because now as a quote-unquote billionaire however you got that maybe it would be the time in your career as you are hitting retirement age to maybe start giving back and changing the nature of the industry that you once were a part of because it's time to you know put your money where your mouth is action speak loud and words stop acting like this figurehead for black excellence when you literally disenfranchise our black people 
Mace just wants to feed his kids. He doesn't want to revive his music career. He doesn't want anything to do with that. He just wants to fund for whatever it is with his kids and his and family's his life. Church. You know, Faith Evans probably wants her money back. You know, all these artists, Young Jock, I'm sure there was a little settlement. So she probably didn't give all the money back. I'm sure Cassie didn't get out scot-free, you know. <laughs> Cassie, you know, giving her whole basically life to you or like half of her life now. But um, it's disgusting, like what you've done to all these artists. And I've never believed you. I'm thankful that this has come out and got the visibility that, it, you know, it deserves to get because when Young Jock did it, people were thinking he's a liar and calling him this and calling him that. Look at his career after that situation because of the scandalous kind of things that happened post him like calling you out. Tiger again the set over in another arena afraid to speak out because of Birdman and all these fears. It's hard speaking out as a black artist when you're not the owner of the imprint that you're on. And to be, you know, as one once who said to be in the family situation, be sold a dream that it's a family organization and then you'll just see the money left and right. We go back to the Pharrell situation again mm -hmm. with Khalees. Why are all our black figures reproducing these same stereotypes? And then you guys are literally partying together. No wonder you guys, re you guys don't change the cycle. You guys just reproduce the cycle. And, you know, I have critiques for the Grammys later, but I have critiques for you as well. Jay-Z, we've just done it as well. But Eden, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this situation as well. What do you think about Diddy and labels and, you know, deals and all of that kind of stuff? with mace um first and foremost i just want to say that mace and the way that he presented himself was really good um so i actually read the instagram post and some of the things he was saying about how he didn't want to comment on this at in the past because he wanted to make money he wanted to make his money first so that it didn't seem like it was coming from a place of um, bitterness, bitterness yeah. and jealousy um i think the way he presented his argument was really good um and it seems to come from a place of wanting resolution rather than um wanting a payout yeah um and i think that's really good for things like this because diddy is very slippery in the way that he operates and you could very easily turn this into a money grab headline or something like that for his connections definitely look at revolt or whatever um what he can do but this goes back to the conversation we had about jay-z last last season and the nfl and redistributing wealth and the comments on socialism versus capitalism and um how we need to understand the system we currently exist within mm. i don't expect anything different from what diddy is doing right now from anyone who is a billionaire um and it's re it's really interesting the commentary um that i see people receive when it is it's diddy for example and then like when singers and other people do things that show off their billions no mm. names like have purses that say billion on it and walk around no one says anything but when it's diddy for example all of this comes out i i, I just i'm not surprised by this whatsoever billionaires are complete shit in general um, they hoard all of the money. They don't redistribute it. Mm. They will walk around and act like they care about things. Um, I can at least say that Bill Gates um, redistributes some of his wealth through some of his um, initiatives, mm. although it's very problematic because they all seem to be in Africa. Look at the coronavirus, for example, it's and what he's doing in Africa. But my issue is I'm not in this system. Unfortunately, we have people who have money mm. and then we have people who don't have money, who want money, but don't understand that the system only works if one person has money and the other person doesn't. Mm. So this will always happen. This will always happen. 
and we will have another topic like this about somebody. Mm. The point that I found really interesting was, I um, can't remember who Nick said it was, but someone commented about the fact that when you're signed to an artist, um, it's very hard Mike for you. Mike from 112, sorry. Yeah, Mike from yeah. 112. So when you're signed to an artist, it's very hard for you as an individual to know where their attention is. And it's just interesting that the majority of artists nowadays have their own label and most of the artists we listen to now are signed to those labels yeah so you think about j cole you think about drake you think about the um, baby billion DaBaby, dollar yeah even Travis who's the baby signed, Sk- signed to so it's billion dollar but i think it's under and obviously one of those ones that are under an imprint and then you think about travis scott and the jack boys yeah. and you think about Nicki minaj and wait, wait does Nicki have an album does no she? she's still cash money oh yeah she's still, all young yeah, money still, one, yeah. Yeah. but if you think about all these artists it's just interesting the future of music is going to be very but it's a lot of black artists. That's what, and this is the point I made. Jo- it happened to JoJo. I'm not. I'm not and disregarding that whatsoever. Like it does that, happen no, to black artists. That was, was a black was a black run label. label as well. Yeah. Um, Aaliyah's uncle Barry Hankerson, piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally. So, so I'm glad that you all made these points because it goes back to what I said about how when when black people, you know, reach these levels of fame and mm. not even fame, levels of wealth. Yeah. It's like, they just want to clamor it all for themselves and it comes out in the way it comes out through their artists and their mm. person. So you mentioned LaFace, you mentioned Young Money. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Black Crown just now, like all these Black Crown labels, Motown, we're going to go further yeah. back. Yeah. Why are they... Can I... The thing is, I get why they would want to set up their own labels. I get no, it. That's not... and, like have the like create a community. Maybe that's the ethos they had the in the beginning. But the thing is, it's the the, the shadiness. Shade, yeah, it's the kind but... of when can we reproduce practice, <laughs> reproduce the practices. But I, I also think that comes from a place of privilege, though. Not that I'm defending these these black um, executives, but I do think it comes from a place of privilege. Unfortunately, in this world a lot of the people who control the labels come from wealthy families. So they're able to be more flexible with the money that they invest into their companies. A lot of the people that end up owning successful black run labels come from families that um, they are the support system for. So a lot of it, I I think a lot of it comes from a place of fear. Um, That's why you get a lot of people that don't really look out for other black people and stuff like that. But equally at the same time, it comes from a place of I'm, I have to hoard all this money. Otherwise yeah. my family are going to die. And this is, I, I'm the sole person that's responsible for the whole black community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's wrong. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's right, but I'm just trying to understand the mind. Of but these one people. thing I'd say is super important. And I saw this point. I've seen Good it. Points. I've seen it a couple mm-hmm. of times with Blueface. I've seen it like in this situation, I've seen it like quite a few times in terms of artists, please do not let the people at the label give you a lawyer, please. Don't do that. Don't do that. And whether you're in a white label or a black label, do not separate your manager, separate your label, and separate yes. the the um the yes. lawyer the lawyer and the label and the, yes. uh, the management. You have yes. to. You have to. That 100%. is how you keep your money. And even if you do get stolen in one place, you can recoup from other places. You cannot have the three intertwined with mm-hmm. another. And I know in the mm-hmm. music business, they may all know each other, but at least if they are separate and the the lawyer is um met by you and not met by the manager of the label and stuff like that and they the label won't even know who your lawyer you're discussing the, the deal mm. with is they'll mm. be at your best interest or at mm-hmm. least give you more than it would be if the the label introduced you to a lawyer so many artists get played because they let the people sell them a dream it happens in the uk happens in the us same they let them sell them a dream get them a lawyer we can get you on the cheap da, 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 da. really the cheap is coming from the fact that they're both getting paid and you're not that's where it's coming from where is the money coming from for this lawyer to 
come to the meeting with them for like a label conversation? So most artists now in the industry have to have had a buzz on their own independently. Rico had it, Doja had it before Dr. Luke came in and that's another conversation Megan. for another day. Megan, um, all that kind of people. had. baby had a huge buzz before he got approached by a label. That is where they need to redistribute. So all these club bookings, all of that, you need to save that and say, look, mm. lawyer on board for when I pop on board for when these contracts come in, not just Sony's approached me and I'm going to sign the deal and the lawyer mm. can look over it later because then you're locked in for two years or four years now, five years. And then the law, when the lawyer relooks over it, oh, you suddenly don't own your publishing because mm. you didn't read over it. You were just excited that Sony came to you and you signed in a day because your mum was like, whatever, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's so important. And this happens, I'm not saying that black people are stupid. This is not what we're doing here because white artists do get, get yeah. played all the time all these kind of people get played all the time. Anyone disenfranchised who don't know the legal practices beforehand, and a lot of us don't, like, get played. Keep your money, keep the influences in your life, mm. separate, fundamentally. And even like you said, Chope, like, the friends, like Pharrell and Khalees, don't always trust your friends. Mm, like, you, facts. like, in terms of, like, or, or friends, industry friends, like, mm. in terms of that, check their contracts too. Check the people who are in your thing. Because when business is at play, people will scramble for whatever they want to get. So mm. Remy Ma has even said this, which is great that Big Pun passed that information. I'm so happy for her that she owns her masters to this point in her career, that she's got that. Joe Budden has said it in the past. You know, everyone- Sierra just bought back Nicki Minaj, yes, yeah, Sierra. Um, Nicki Minaj always says it as problematic as she is. That is the fundamentals. Own your masters. Like you need to end- own, it's so important. And all that uh, differentiation of like the um, people who are in your influence, the management, all that kind of stuff, you need to keep them separate. Honestly, if any artist is listening here today, just mm. separate, please separate. And I'm sure Jojo can do a whole business class on it. She has learned some lessons these last few years. And I still, years. I wish Left Eye was still alive because her, uh, mm. her business breakdowns, her business breakdowns were lit. Little Kim even, Little Kim has some great But Left Eye was so iconic. Yeah, yeah, she was ahead of the crowd. Left the when she was, um, when she was at the awards, forgot what awards, you'll know what it is. The Grammys. When she, yeah, when she broke down. Yes. They, oh, because I love that her. still I love her. is baffling to me that TLC were the biggest selling group in the world and they were broke. Yeah. I did, I I can't I, I can't even fathom how it's that's possible. Nuts. That happened to back who was it? Um Backstreet Boys as well, right? Was it Backstreet Boys? So a, back, a, a group, came out, a group came out recently and said they didn't make that money from that much money from their tours. It was an old boy group. I can't remember who it was. I wouldn't be surprised. Especially when you're in a wouldn't band be because that dividends between mm. each of them as well. Like it's it's even harder in a band because then one person can go behind the back. Like that does sound familiar though. Voice to men, mm. like even the back. Like there's so many business, you know, mishaps mm. that happen. So yeah, Diddy fundamentally, you know, is what it is. You just <laughs> reproduces cycles and you know. And the thing is, the reason why I mentioned the whole black people want to be the only ones is because these are the people saying that we have to all support each other and all this, this and that, like unity and black unity. Da, da, da. So like Diddy, be quiet. Jay-Z, be quiet. Mm. Um, it's the crab in a barrel syndrome. But then it's like, again, who created the, the who created that? Like it's the structures it be mm. and they're just, they're perpetuate. We'll get into this in the Grammys, but they're just perpetuating the same cycles. And it's just, it's so sad, but. But it's because we invest into it, isn't it? True. It's, we it's do. mainly because of that. It like it's just frustrating because I feel like a lot of black people are actually socialists, but they don't like the way that the information is presented to us is like we need to become rich mm. to then yeah. enact yeah. it. But the mm -hmm. actual truth is you can be a socialist and 
you can reinvest in your community by doing other things. It doesn't have to involve money. Yeah. So you can offer a service to the general public, but then offer a discount to communities that are disenfranchised. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to exploit people like so many of these billionaires are doing mm. in order to get to a certain point and then reinvest. That doesn't really make sense because what about all the bodies you've left behind? Mm-hmm. And you- you're just, you're, you're, you will do this damage. Look at Diddy's career. It's like 25 years of graft to then be announced as a millionaire only 25 years later. Look, that's 25 years. So you can't mm. be saying, oh, I'm just going to get the money first and then da, 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 because that's a generations that's taken money out of kids pockets that's someone's school fees that mm. hasn't been paid because mm. you stole money from one of your artists or mm. unfairly signed them a contract mm. morally less mm. if, even if people are like this is legally right but the morals of it mm. you took money out of a fellow black man a fellow black women mm. a mother mothers you know what i mean it's pockets mm. and then you've said i'm uncle to their kids probably that's it, the, it's just sick because like, it's actually a, sick the, the case but, of Babo is especially fucked up because a lot of his former artists they're not just like Still in the industry, but not doing as well. There are some people who literally have gone back to the normal life. The normal lives, regular lives. Like even, um, I can't remember who he was, Nick Mano. There was a rapper who he signed, was big for a couple of years. Oh, I, I remember. And then he got so broke again because of Diddy's nonsense. He went like, I think he like robbed someone uh, and now he's in jail. Boy. So it's like, you, like the lengths that it mm. expanded into. There's so many parallels. There's so many That must be horrible, this. man. Like being poor. Isn't Young Chuck driving Uber? Pardon? No, but he. I think he has a. I read about that. He has something going on with him. I think is or something along. Young Jock driving Uber now. Yeah. Oh. Really? Yeah. yeah. What? Do you know what's Young sad Jock? though? Yeah. What? Yeah, he's driving Uber. Isn't now. there like films and stuff like that? He, he, I mean, stuff he's, in Atlanta. He's doing love and hip hop. But... That's what. Like, yeah, he's what? driving Uber. I don't imagine Love and Hip Hop actually pays. No, I know, I know the that check is <laughs> that Jamona Scott Young. Yeah. That check no, is not the no, reality. Was, it, nah. Why does Kim Jong keep coming back? Maybe then? a young 10k. Why does Kim That's Michelle what keep, I'm feeling. I'm feeling keep, like it's not more than 10k. Why does she keep coming back then? Who? Kim Michelle. Well, it's a nice but, side. But Kim Michelle probably getting paid because if Kim Oh, she's probably getting you know paid I mean? more than the They're like, yeah, Mona Scott's not going to just play her, but you know, Tommy and but Lil Fizz ain't getting that much money. But just on your point, looks like he ain't getting that much money. On your point, Shopee. I think the horrible thing about this is, you know, being poor is awful, but being poor, becoming rich, and then going mm. back to being poor, mm. I can't imagine. Man. I can't fathom. That, I can't that fathom. must be, boy. There's only certain people have bounced back from that. It's like, mad. Like, apparently, like, a lot, into a lot of um, millionaire groups, initiation is, you have to have gone broke at least once, because they need to know that you're able to bounce back from that. Mm. But, I just can't imagine that. Imagine being able to go down anywhere on the street, be able to buy anything. And you're famous. So walking around and, and you're having famous. to pay. Yes. Do you remember Do you remember that story? The guy, forgot his name. He was an actor in the 80s or something. The guy on the Cosby show. Yes. And he was like in Walmart or whatever. Uh, and then they felt, that was disgusting to mm. me. Like personally, whoever like, no. that Why are you posting it on Twitter? Like mm. why? Like I personally can't see myself doing that. Like seeing someone, he's fa- I would want to have a conversation with them. Mm. Like just talk to them. Like I wouldn't post that on social. Oh, I just saw da 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 Like that's disgusting. I felt really bad for him. But luckily he got booked for something and hopefully he's been, He actually wasn't something I think that's... Tyler Perry, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know? And new um, ones. And new I, ones. I think... You know? I think he was in he was in one of my weekly shows. I don't watch Halle Perry TV. Mm. Um, I think it was I think he was like in Grownish like last week. Lit. Like he was like a cashier in Grownish mm. or something. I was like, oh okay. No, good. I'm glad. I mean, Grownish but, is trash, but you know, 
the same, yeah, going, as Eden said, going, being broke, going rich, I can't fathom that. And then having the public profile yes. of that as well, it's just like sickening and you can't even change your situation in some circumstances. It's really, oh, it's just. Yeah. And Diddy was like, Grammys, you've got 365 days to change your ways. And then what? What are you going to do? But what? What so happens? what happens what when happens? the Grammys change? Are you still going to disenfranchise <laughs> your eyes? Is that what we're going to do? Is that it? It's, it's another thing. So the, the, the black billionaires want the changes to affect them. They don't want it mm. to affect everyone else. They want them to change it so that their artists can win, yeah. but not so that they can get recognition so that they can make more money off of For those them. artists. Exactly. And yeah, it's, exactly. A, it's a poison system. Everyone is fucked in the music industry. Exactly. Every single person is fucked. And these stupid Kevin Hart speeches at Rock Nation. Why, oh, why is he talking? We Kevin Hart. quit it. I wish this was a pop culture podcast because I have a lot to say Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. Jesus. Like that dancing tap dancing i've been knew his ego is the fucking proprietor of his career it's so ugly like that documentary i didn't even watch it but that anecdote that he said to his friend about oh i saw that nah 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 you're sick bro Mm -mm. all of you guys nah i can't i actually can't deal and i don't care if it blocks a bag in the future for me i don't care you guys are not skin folk not all skin folk is skin folk and you certainly ain't kin folk like Disgusting. Yes, the, the Grammys. So last point on the agenda, under the theme of Grammys, as I said before, we are going to discuss the 62nd annual Grammys, which took place on Jan 26, so last week, um, in Staples Centre. And they did, um, as we spoke earlier about Kobe, they did hold an emergency tribute, which had him and Nipsey during the taping. Um, We'll cover the general field, we'll cover a bit of coffee in the reggae, we'll cover a bit of um, Latin America, rock and obviously our conventional hip-hop and r&b so let's go we will go to record of the year am i reading winners or am i reading nominees as well if it's interesting maybe i would should i just do the names of the nominees and then the winner yeah yeah Yeah. okay so in this record of the year category we have um ariana grande her khalid little nas x featuring billy ray cyrus lizzo post malone and swali and um, Boniver. And the winner is Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. <laughs> um, and her brother, I think, actually helped produce the record, uh, Phineas. So what are our thoughts on record of the year? Um, and that's the one that goes to the producers, by the way. You know, there's this distinction between song and record. That's the one that the producers are credited. Um, I've still never heard this song. I mean, you haven't. I've n- I haven't heard any of her music. Sam, you have heard um, Bad Guy. Come on, it dominated radio. I mean, I've already yeah, heard yeah, it. You definitely. I've heard I just it. don't know it's her. I've I'm, never heard a Billie Eilish in my same. life. So, Do you know what, guys? Like, no, that's, and it's not in a shady way. Like, no, I know. I, I think know, I, know. I. I think I'm gonna have to, you know, finally. I feel like spend some like time. Her. Like Billy is actually. Do you know what it is? There's an anti- There's like a very nuanced, antiquated way I view Billy in terms of that she is very talented. What's her genre? What is she? Alt, pop. alt pop. No, but I've seen- Alt pop and sometimes electro, a little bit. But I've seen like, she has like some uh, hip hop influences in her music too. So like, you know how pop now in terms of not genre, in terms of, you know how pop, like the consumption, um, very much like there's a bit of trap influences in there, but it's not like the main sound, it's like influenced in there though. But I'd say alt pop, 
Okay. I like I, could, I love a good alternative pop yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And do you know what? I like the album. She's very talented for her age, like really talented visually, all that kind of stuff. But I know that she's being used by the industry. This is what's happening. You know, she's being used. It is what it is. Let's call a spade a spade. What do you mean by being used? So, sorry, I thought I had to burp, guys. Um, <laughs> basically, um, the industry and the Grammys know that they need to diversify their offering, yeah? And who's going to win and all this kind of stuff. So, with Billy, I feel like they're using her as, like, the young, oh, she's, you know, spicy, you know, there's a bit of, like, something with her, you know, dress is different, she's not the typical clean-cut girl, but they're still perpetuating the same stereotypes. The same things, putting her in, you know, Adele syndrome in terms of let's make her sweep the awards in the main categories because we ain't giving it to other people. Basically, that's what I think is mm. happening. And then as an industry plant, we all know that obviously the Vogue interview... Is she a plant? Well, there's loads of rumours that she's apparently a plant and all this kind of stuff. And like the Vogue interview and the loads of the platforms engineering her rise, like giving her coverage when she was no one, there was nothing. Yes. Like all the so, bigger, not, yes. not coverage. Like, you know how PR, we get it. You guys vie for, pub, pub, for publishing. You guys vie for all these kind of things and certain what you did with Rema last year all this kind of thing it's great but there's certain levels how you do it and the thing is big platforms like though all of this in 2016 we're pimping this girl as the next one up, but I'm kind of do you mind like, if we just explain what a plant is just to the audience so an industry plant is someone Chance the Rapper's actually been accused of being one but in terms of I don't of, think he's one so people who either are placed in a position to rise prematurely, like literally no music out or anything like that, built as like someone who's the next one up, fed, force fed through the industry by these platforms. They could be like Rolling, um, Rolling Stones, it could be like BBC, it could be like Harper's Bazaar, it could be Vogue, all these highbrow, public, highbrow publications or imprints and stuff who just push this artist in as the next one. DJs will just spin them for no reason at all. There's money, there's clear channel deals. Iggy Azalea, they put the point where she got the clear channel deal um, where they syndicate her, her song around like iHeart and all the big popular stations around the country. Um, no real trajectory, just you're here and you're the next one And that's there. literally what it's Like that's it, her. it's just flip, you know? The lights are switched on and that's it. And with Billy, there's been, obviously she's been around for, four years at this point, let's say four years, 2016. But when she came into the industry, it was very much like, this is it. This is it. She's the next one. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. And then she's never had to really, well, to be honest, she might've had to work or whatever, but she's never had to really on a mainstream level build that public profile. It's almost been like, Billy's here. And there was that year, I think it was 2018, where people were like, who is this girl? Like two weeks and suddenly she's there. And then it's like, Billy, this is it. You've got to play a song. Da, 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 da. Spotify streams are suddenly too many and all this kind of stuff like that. Pretending she's not signed and she is and all, all this kind of agenda. So in essence, it's an artist who's force fed through the industry in a way that is not, it's unnatural and kind of sped up. The process is sped up or invested into for that said artist. That is what an industry plant. That's my definition of an industry plant. But yeah, if anyone wants to disagree with that. But Billy... Record of the year, um, bad guy. She's very talented. In the category, we've obviously got other people. Do I think any other person is really deserving? It, it really is a poor category, in my opinion, like this year. Like, I'm really not... I mean, Auto Road. 
I mean, optics, yeah, but like, she wanted, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad if he won. I, d- I don't know how her got a nomination in here. The, I, I was gonna. I was just about to say that, like, and she's being used as a Grammy pimp too, but oh, in a different way. Yeah. In a different way. Obviously, not the main categories all the time, but in terms of that. Oh, she's the black one. We can just dash in, you know. She's classic know why she, enough. I don't you know, know why she got like seven nominations this year. I, I, I mm. don't understand. They're like, she's good enough. Clean cut image. Her, you know, they're using her as well. Anyway, album of the year. Same vein. Billie Eilish won for When We All Fall Asleep. Where Do We Go? Um, same. Lana Del, ooh, Lana Del Rey was nominated for this. Ariana Grande. Her. Little Nas X. Once, really? Once again. Huh? Little Nas X, really? For the EP? Anyway, Cause I Love Imagine. You, Lizzo, a Vampire Weekend, who apparently are really good in their arena, you know, um, and Bon Iver again. So, Billy won. Is it the same sentiment you guys haven't listened? I think yet? Ariana should have won. What was it, Seven? But if oh, it was can you say that? Can you say that if you've never heard Billy Eilish? No, 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 I'll say this, so... I'm not mad Billy won because even I've never heard any of her music, I'm very aware that she's had a very mammoth big year. selling year. And not only in terms of like numbers, but I know she's been critically acclaimed. Mm. Like so when I said I don't listen to her, it's not because I'm being shady. I just haven't Yeah, you haven't No, it's the, same. The yeah, it's the same. Mm. Like everyone that I know has said nothing but good things. Like Really? Everyone that I speak to says she makes good music. It's a hard case because she's not someone who's not talented. I've never heard she's someone really say she's is trash. talented. Like I can't deny it. Like I listened to the album and I was like, you know, I get it. Yeah. You know, I get why you know, she's nominated for some of these things, but I just think that the Grammys are it's not like it's an industry thing. It's not like Khalid. It's like, I've literally heard no one say bad things about um, B. Eilish's music or her talent. Mm. I've never heard anything say about that. Very talented. So saying that, so I'm not mad she won. I understand why she won. But Ariana Grande too had a very massive year. That album dominated too. All the singles did very well. And I just feel like in terms of the way her career's regressed these last three years, I thought, yeah, Ariana should have won this. But I'm not mad that Billy won. Yes. I, I just the Grammys, but no, but, but, but no, Lil Nas X. The scapegoats. Why is Seven by Lil Nas X nominated? Why? <laughs> I don't understand why it's nominated. It didn't do a lot. Like it was the songs and the other one. What was it? The Radio. other song, Radio. Rodeo, exactly. Um, and a little bit of Murmurs with the one with Cardi B, but nothing major. Why is Seven nominated? Why is her in this category? That's going to be my answer. And I love her. Me too. We know, we know, you know. Me too. But. Why? Well, obviously Lizzo. I'm not mad at Lizzo being nominated. Obviously she's nominated. But anyway, you know, anyway. Song of the year, the same thing. Billie Eilish again for bad guy. This actually category had some different suggestions. So always remember us this way by uh, Lady Gaga. Um, and all the other songwriters involved too. Bring My Flowers Now, Tanya Tucker and all the other songwriters as well. I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to discredit you guys. Just so many names. Hard Place, Her and all the other songwriters. Jerodney Jerkins is in here, actually. Um, Lover, Taylor Swift wrote the whole song. Congrats for that. <laughs> Norman fucking Rockwell, um, Lana Del Rey. That's a great song. Someone You Loved, Lewis Capaldi, Capaldi. and Truth Hurts by Lizzo and all the other songwriters. Was it Truth Hurts that uh, Mina? Mina. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, 
So Mina is a no. Grammy. This was no shade, by the way. Mina, great. Mina is a love Grammy, to, lovely to see Mina you. Mina is a Grammy nominated songwriter, basically. The clout. I hope you write for more because the clout. Use it, please. Anyway, is it? The, it's the same for us, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's go to best new art. <laughs> same thing. Billie Eilish again, guys. Again. Yes. So. If I'm not mistaken, I think she's the first artist in history to win all four of the yeah. major categories in one night. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Well, the first female. This girl better be the fucking shit when I listen to her music. And not only that, this girl better be the shit for the next 10 years. She better be like, she better be like on some Rihanna, Beyonce, Madonna trajectory, trajectory over these next 10 years. Because if this is the only album that does well, then you flop for the rest of your career. I think she's fine for what the second album, and then we'll see from there. But um, other other nominees, I'm just gonna go through. So there was Tank and the Bangers, Yola, Maggie Rogers, Lizzo, and Little Nas X, Black Pumas, and Rosalia. Oh, Black Pumas, good, good for them. Really for shocked them. about Rosalia being there, but okay. Um, pop. Best pop solo. Oh wait, so Eden, any thoughts on best new artist? No. Nah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And the nominees and no. Nah. <laughs> so, so best pop solo performance. The nominees were Taylor Swift. You need to calm down. Don't even know it. Seven Rings, Ariana Grande. Um, I know that one. Um, sorry, I'm actually. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, Seven Rings, Ariana Grande, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, Spirit by our Beyonce, and then we've got Truth Hurts by Lizzo, who won Best Pop Solo. I'm not mad at her winning that. Out of the category, is what it is. You know. Best pop duo group performance. I feel like you guys know who's won this one anyway. Um, so we've got the fake love duo, Sean Mendes and oh, Camila Cabello, Senorita, Post Malone and Swali, Sunflower, Jonas Brothers, Sucker, Ariana Grande and Social House Boyfriend. How was that nominated? <laughs> Little Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, Old Town Road, which won the best pop duo slash group performance. What do we think? Not mad at Wait, who won, sorry? Uh, Little Nas X. And Billy Ray. Billy yeah, Ray. yeah, that's what deserved. That's what deserved. I'm surprised that he, they won because mm. I was so sure they are going to give it to um, Sean Mendes. Oh, to God. Sean Mendes and the fake Selena Gomez. Um. Right. Best traditional pop vocal oh, no, album. Next. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to Elvis Costello and the imposter. But look, now we're going to move on because we don't know about that category, really. I mean, um, oh, Michael Bublé and John, John Legend album. and Barbara Streisand, you know. Barbara Streisand has like 14 Grammys. She's fine. You know, <laughs> but, but, you know, nice nominations. Anyway, best pop vocal album. We've got Billie Eilish, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Wow. So, The Lion King, The Gift by Beyonce was Which nominated I... for this category. We know the critiques for this one. Um, shout, like, shout out to Evie. EVA. Yep, shout out to EVA. Queen EVA. I feel like this is a Queen EVA's podcast. That oh, cool. For Up Rocks, she I went was in. just like... She went in. She went in. She went How in. the fuck is Lion King? So Burner Boy's not in this category, but Beyonce, okay. But you know why that is, okay, though? We Beyonce, know. Beyonce's a, a pop star. We know, we know. Anyway, thank you, next. Ariana was here. Ed Sheeran pops up here next. with number six collaborations project. And Taylor Swifty with Lover, which didn't win. This is another thing. Why is Taylor Swift in these nominations? I'm sorry, your album didn't do that well for you to be getting these nominations. It's Taylor Swift. But do you yeah. know what I mean? They just forced yeah, it. Your album They're didn't do that it. well. They needed another name. <laughs> They're forcing it. 
But Burner Boy could have taken up that space. But, you know, anyway. Electronic. Sorry, guys. We're missing it out. No, but... No, sorry. Ariana got snubbed this year. I feel like... I'm, and this oh, is, sorry. Okay. This cool. is weird for me. Like, so... She finally wins a Grammy for Sweetener, which by and large by everyone, including her own stands, will tell you it's her worst album. Yeah. But then she finally releases an album. Not finally. Thank You Next comes out and it was critically claimed. It did very well, obviously. But then also like, it was like a well-received album by fans. Even people who don't like her music, I saw like, oh, it's actually a good album. And this is when she gets snubbed, but Sweetener is when she wins. I just, I just don't. I have my issues with Ariana Grande anyway, so I'm just, when she loses, it's fine. Game is a game. Okay, honestly. but your brother is a stand and we, and he, we see each other. <laughs> so It's actually true. Shout out to Aaron. So, yeah, but you yeah, know, but I have issues with Aaron too. So exactly. I'm just, I'm just confused about that. Okay, f- issues aside, uh, we can't do that. I'm okay, afraid. Nick, issues aside, do you not feel that Ariane? She had a big year, but I just feel like maybe they're trying to do. As I said before, the same point. They're trying to force this whole thing where we're trying to be alternative. We're trying to be down with the crowd. So I think they're pandering to try and show diversity with Billy and little Nas X, obviously undeniable. And Lizzo. And Lizzo. They, those were their three little, let's rotate and let's see what happens. Pretty much. They pretty much won everything. Oh, well, it's above me now. So anyway. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ariana, Ariana, but you know, mm. things happen. So anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, but to be honest, I, she had a big year. She had a big year. Like we can't deny it. She had a big year, but I just feel like the Grammys agenda is trying to change into this fake thing. So you why know, did you give her an award for the album that no one liked? For to be honest, I've heard. Yeah, to be <laughs> honest, that is the one thing I can comment on is that people have I've seen because you know that people said that you know thank you next is not wait which one the one that came out more recently thank, thank you, you next Nick. right is better than sweet far Nick. better <laughs> a loads of far people have said that like better. literally it's been a public consensus like, like that's what i've seen even her stands you know, i don't know you, but i've seen her that. stands will tell you sweetener was trash thank you next was the one so maybe she should have just released thank you next first when she could quickly creep those well, awards obviously thank you next came out i know it came after but um she got a Grammy for one of the albums. But, that, you know. Album, I'm sorry, if I was her, it's like when Anderson Pack won for... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Ventura. Ventura. No, Ventura. Ox, oh, Ox, Ox, no, sorry, no, sorry. For Bubbling. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> when he yeah. find, so he won, he finally <laughs> was a Grammy for a song <laughs> that no one cared about. Yeah, that happened this year as well, though. You got to think about who finally won their Grammy for like a collab- collaboration song. Who? who J. Cole. Oh, we'll get to him. I really didn't care for it because J. Cole don't care for it. So if my fave we'll don't care that's, for it, I that don't. Really, we're, we're going to get to Yeah, it. we need to, yeah. yeah. So Rock, we're going to do it just because there's some, you know, talent in there that Shopping watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, though, no, like some elite <laughs> legends, you know. And do you know what? I actually, you know, there's a bit of Rock that I like. Should I just do this one? But mm. best pop Rock performance, This Land, Gary Clark Jr. I actually like his music. He's amazing. Yeah. Things are changing. And it's you've still my told banger. me about him for times. So, He's amazing. He's you know. fire. And also, I'll just browse through the category because Best Rock Song was also won by Gary Clark Jr. for the same song. This and he night. also performed that night and killed it. He oh, had a very yeah. good performance. And he also won another, he won an award in the blues category. Let me go find that. So he won three Grammys. Do you want me to night. go? When we get to it, I can just shout out again. But yeah. Shout out to Gary Clark Jr. This Land was an incredible album. I spoke about it last year when it came out. 
And I'm very, very, very happy for him, especially that black artist one in a rock category because that is where it should have been. If he was in the R&B category, just because he's a nigga, I'd have been pissed off. If he was in the soul category, I'd have been. But I'm so I'm glad. Let's that, not forget rocks are music. So I'm glad. No, but <laughs> you know, certain parts of. So I'm glad that the Grammys got that right. They put yeah. him in that category because even then, with his past catalog, he's traditionally kind of skewed the more bluesy, folky mm. kind of stuff, which is also I recommend, guys. Basically, Gary Clark Jr. is is dope. Mm. Check him out. Say that again. What is? Gary Clark Jr. is dope. Just check him out. He's a great musician, great artist, great songwriter. But this album was very strong. Do you feel like this was the time for him? Okay, So it was very strong in Rock and Flutes. I'm glad that the Grammys awarded him and nominated him in the The right genre. I'm very glad about that. So, Black Man winning a Rock Award. R&B. Best R&B performance. I had issues with this following. So, nominees, um, Daniel Caesar and Brandy Love Again, her and Bryson. Could have been Lizzo and Gucci Mane, uh, exactly how I feel, and Roll Some More by Lucky Day. Love Lucky Day, by the way. Um, but who won was Come Home by Anderson Pack featuring Andre 3000. No. That's not a bad song, though. I love the song, but shouldn't have won. Who, who would you have said should win this one? Um, and I feel like I know who you're going to say. I'm um, Lucky Day. Yeah, I thought you were going to say. Or if I had to pick a second choice, Daniel Caesar and Brandy. And not because I'm a Brandy, I actually haven't not, heard that not song. Because yeah, I'm a, not because I'm a Brandy stan. It's a great song and mm. it did very well on Urban Radio. People keep ADA saying ADA. that it's a good song. But like, again, but I can't Daniel Caesar. Play it. So yeah, it's above I haven't us. played that whole project. If it plays in a party, we can you know, get a quick um, <laughs> shout it out if it plays because I, I can I get it. I haven't heard the album, but I'm sorry. If Brandy gives you me, had to play that if song. Brandy's giving me something new, I have to press play. Yeah. yeah. And also, I'm just glad that I Brandy, don't judge you for Brandy it. got her first nomination in like 10 years. So I'm very happy for her for that. I don't judge, by the way, I don't can, judge I, can I just give a quick hack to anyone who wants to listen to an album or a song by an artist they find problematic without giving them money? Listen to reaction channels. That's how I heard Kanye's album. It's lit. That's how I heard. Um, who else has cancelled? Like, other artists, Sabrina and Claudia, I heard it through a reaction channel. She's not getting paid for that. No. But yeah, if you want to hear it, do that. But yeah, no. Um, Snow Allegra. No, I'm no, no, whoa, no, whoa. We're not cancelling Snow Allegra. I'm Snow Allegra. I'm sorry, we're not cancelling Snow Allegra. I'm sorry. No, that guys. Girl, that girl gave us no, feels. There was a night I finished work. There was a night I finished work. Hold on. There was a night I finished work. No, hold on. There was a night I finished work. And I see on the timeline, I see Snow Allegra changing. I was like, oh, Shock G song. I was like, oh, she's, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! I'm sorry. That whole situation. I tweeted it from my iPhone. I'm, still, I'm looking her a bit sideways <laughs> for that, but I am particularly. I'm not. I'll really, wait for the receipts. I'm but. not really offended because all you niggas overrated her album. Like literally, after the first seven songs, it's dry. But her voice is beautiful. Can I admit something to you guys? No. I haven't played the album. You're not yet. missing out on much. Okay, <laughs> no, it's um, a good album. Okay, I'll no, play first, it. The I'll first seven songs it, are good. Okay. It gets dead after. That's still a good. How many songs though? long is it? Sixteen. Oh no! So over half of Why? the album is boring. Couldn't it be twelve songs? Why? Because I remember Anita texted you. Yes, you did. Oh, I'm finally listening to Slow Allegra, <laughs> and I was really feeling. It. I was like, okay, okay. Then after track A, I was like, oh. and I thought maybe let me give it time. Maybe there's two. I songs played in it several times. I was like, now nah, after track seven, it's very boring. <laughs> yeah, but to give, no. to give fairness, the seven songs aren't just good. They are really no, good songs. But, no, but. <gasps> No, I love Snow. I but, actually love but Snow. The, the songs that I like, I really love. Do you know really what it was? Love. It came. And her out, voice is beautiful. It, no, it is. It came out during the time of the year where there's just too much, and I was like, I'm gonna come back, and I just never did. So I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna play it this month. But you know, but, um, I think this award should. And like, 
people may be surprised because I'm obviously an Anderson Pack. I'm a massive fan of him. And I do love this song. So I'm not saying it like But you're very consistent in the fact that you love him, but you critique him. And I love yeah. that. Because and it's, it's, even, so, it's good. It's no, even, but in a good way. It's not necessarily him I'm critiquing. It's it's the the way he wins awards and what he wins them for. Yeah. So it's like Anderson Pack definitely should have Grammys, but I feel like he's getting them for the songs that I don't mm. deserve. It's like Ariana the same <laughs> Yeah. Thing, like, so it's like wrong. so like I'm not saying like I I love Anderson Pack. You two know that. Like, I love Anderson yep. Pack. But the way he, he gets awarded, I'm like, wait, but this isn't the time for you to win this award. This isn't the song you should be winning the award for. Mm. Like, so, like, Come Home is a great song. I love that song. Ventura was an amazing album, but I'm sorry, this was Lucky Day's award. Lucky Day had an amazing year. Very Roll some more. That's the banger. Roll yeah. some more. I remember the we Tidal saw him in New Orleans. Yeah. Do you remember when we saw him as well? Yeah. After the show, he literally cares. Yeah, about, literally. And New Orleans love literally. him. Like they literally like. Uh, yeah. Like so, he he. I love his album. So quick um, sidetrack. Literally after Essence, this, uh, literally. So Nick didn't see him that day. He wanted to go see Normani. Because I've seen. Because I saw Lucky Day in London months before. But yeah. Not I went. To, I went to see like I watched Lucky Day set. He was amazing. Literally, as me and Nick left, we literally walked like 10 minutes and Lucky Day was literally just... There was a food on, store a food market store. outside and because New Orleans never sleeps. And he was just there. He was just there. Like, just chilling. Like anyone else. And no one was mobbing him. It was like, <laughs> it was really one of those things where like, kind of like Nipsey Hustle thing where like the community respects you and it's like, we're not going to fan mob you because we just love you. And it was like, just, um, he was just chilling. And every boys. Uber driver we had knew who he was. He was they were playing it. Ross Moore him. was playing when we were in the car. First night when we came back from French Quarter, they were playing. And we didn't even ask for that. It just was on. And they were like, y'all ain't no lucky day from here and all this. And it was just like, they love him. And I didn't know that till we got there. I didn't know he was from there till we got I there. I knew, I only knew because I'd spoken to him after his show in London, but he's, he's literally loved there. He's yeah. loved. And... As you guys know, um, he was in my top five albums of last yeah. year. Like I loved his album. I loved his album. So like this was his, this was his award in my opinion. So best R and B. No, no, no. Best art, traditional R and B performance. Sorry. No. We have B J the Chicago Kid. Time to oh, I love this. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, <laughs> India Ari, Steady Love, Lucky Day for a different song now. Real Games. PJ Morton featuring the lovely Jasmine Sullivan for Built for Love. But who won it was Lizzo with Jerome. And I have so many issues, but I'm gonna let Adrian go. No, I haven't I played the song. The reason why can't lie. I haven't heard the song either, because Lizzo's music is, is trash. Oh, um, I thought I was like someone who missing out, but yeah. No, I haven't played so my issue with her winning this award is not because it's Lizzo. <laughs> this wasn't a single. So it's like, why are you nominated? let alone why you nominated, let alone winning. And it goes back to Nick's point about, oh, Billy, Lil Nas X and Lizzo, let's just give them everything. Mm. Like in R&B circles and R&B radio, this song doesn't exist. Mm. It wasn't serviced anywhere. It wasn't released anywhere. Why are you, when I saw it was nominated, I'm like, what? Lizzo should be getting nominated for Juice, Truth Hurts and Good As Hell and the album, nothing else. Um, wasn't Lizzo, nominated this is the thing with lizzo with me yeah like she's not R&B is, no no no. it's fine it's fine to do different music because we had the same discussion about normani you can be r&b you can be pop da, 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 whatever but i just feel like ugh, she's positioned as a different artist at different times by different people for different agendas and it's kind of like one minute she's a hip-hop rapper yep one minute she's a pop soul um pop souling kind of artist then the other minute she's an r&b i'm kind of like what is going on and the thing is she can express herself however the fuck she wants to but the thing is why does she feature 
in so many categories across the board. Like, it's just a bit confusing to me. It's like, she can do all of these things. She can rap on one song, she can be pop, da, da, da. And it's, but it's just like, there's something happening with Lizzo that wouldn't happen with a Nicki Minaj. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And Nicki's tried the pop crossover. Do you know what I mean? There's something that would happen with a Lizzo and maybe even a Doja Cat, like when she finally gets the nominations and stuff that wouldn't happen with certain artists. And it's mm -hmm. like certain black people can be moved around and mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. certain can't. And I'm not saying that Lizzo can't be moved around, but can't it be the same standard for all? Mm -hmm. That's the thing for me, because we have countless amounts of R&B artists who don't necessarily fall in that pocket who want to be pop. You know, even however bad the material we say it is, Sierra has dabbled in different lanes and pockets and stuff like that. Janet has dabbled in different types of lanes. But then but in one- No, no but Janet has been nominated in multiple categories. No, she has. She has as well. But the thing is, why for some artists is it okay? That's what I mean to be considered mm. that. But then for some artists, oh, you're just hip hop. Mm. Because Nicki has done pop songs, you know? Nicki has done pop songs. And some artists I know for a fact, Lizzo is just being used as the token now. She That's is. what it is. And the thing is, I'm very, you know what? Lizzo is nuanced. Again, with the Mina thing, all that kind of stuff that she's done, the antics with what workers with food places, all this kind of stuff. But the thing is, fundamentally, she's a very talented artist. Very I talented. will never discredit ne talent. Neither will I. Never discredit very talented. talent. Very talented. Talented artist has very worked. Talented. She's not an industry plant. She's grinding. She's not an industry plant because she's been in her car when her dad died. Do you know what I mean? Living in a car. The thing is with me, I just think it's an industry issue now with this, what the conversation we're talking about now, because they love to pick and choose when only one or two black artists can come in and then they'll fling them about these categories and say you can be everything. But then when other artists want to do it, they're like, oh, she's a bit too ratchet for this. He's a bit too, let's just keep him in R&B. Just keep him there. He's not pop. Da, 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 da. And it just goes to the whole, even stereotypes that we as black people place on some of our artists. The conversation with Normani, it's like, why can't she be pop? Why can't she do R&B? And I just feel like it's it leaves a kind of weird taste in my mouth that Lizzo can be moved around and other artists that we know. Even the fact that you said Gary Clark Jr. being nominated in the right category, certain artists won't be nominated in the right category or for the wrong song or for the wrong this and all of this. I just think the Grammys never get it right. Never. Like all the way, they never, and it's not hard. It really isn't hard to do. You just need to speak to people on the ground. That's it. And going back to this award, who would I have given so it to? So traditional performance, best. I would have given it to India Real being the Chicago kid, but India Real. He had a good sport. year, BJ. In terms of like the quality was. But even in terms of like what Grammy voters look for, India Real Study Love was number one on Urban AC for like mm. eleven weeks last year. So yeah. it fits the Grammy commercialized criteria. What you it need, was the, yeah. This was the most successful song in this category. <sighs> India Real forever gets played by the Grammys. Forever, forever gets played by the Grammys. India Real. So, I'll never forget when she won. She was nominated for eight awards and won nothing. Eight. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but that's horrible. It happened to Mariah Carey too. She was nominated for ten <laughs> awards and won nine, won nothing. <laughs> and then do Mariah, I, Mariah, Mariah. Do you know why they're rude you know with Mariah? They made her perform. So imagine. Oh, they made you perform. They do that all the time. They made you. They, made they you do that all the time. They made, so the Grammys of nine ninety six. Um, Mariah Carey um, was nominated for ten awards. Uh, That's what like that. She performed. Ten. She performed, and not only that, one of her songs was actually number one in the country at the time. Like she was, not, she actually was you're, number no, one. I know you're fucking. Lying. I'm, I'm being. I'm, I, I'm dead lying. serious. No. I'm dead serious. And they couldn't change it on the night because you know the Grammys are corrupt. <laughs> they could have been like, oh, you know, I'm dead serious. It's not hard. I'm dead it's serious. Not hard. Either Fantasy or Once We Day was literally number one 
that the week that Grammys that year what I know you're fucking lying. You, the, no, no, no. I know you're saying I'm thinking sarcastic. Literally, I know they're fucking lying. So like, they made what? her perform and she lost every single award. At least she got a bag though. That's the main thing, I guess. No, but what are you doing? <laughs> She's basically a gift. And, not, for and the even, even outside of that, Mariah Carey. So this is Mariah. This is Mariah in her prime. This is her prime. Yeah, because 1996 was prime time. This is 90s Mariah. This is like this is when where we the have, quality. Yeah, the quality and the notch. sales. Like Mariah was one of the biggest artists in the world. Yeah, you gave her ten nominations, made her perform, and you gave her nothing. Not even one. Not even <laughs> one. So she had nine that she missed. One, Imagine, one. and then ten. From what I've not read, not five, not six, ten. From what I've read, every time she lost, they went. They showed her on. on of course they did. On, on of the course TV. they did. They're petty, big petty. What ten <laughs> times? Ten times. <laughs> no, it's their YouTube montage. Probably it has to be. I need. I need to see it. Ten Not to times. laugh, just to see that. Because no. And then after did that, did anyone speak out or like anything that year? I don't think she did. No, did anyone say like? Oh no, no, like, like journalists spoke out. About, journalists yeah. spoke out how it was like ludicrous that she literally had one of the biggest albums of 995. Number one that week. At- <sighs> So she's like, I'm number one they right now. They could have made a last minute change. Come on. They made her perform. Come on. Come on. And yeah, so Come after on. that, she didn't attend the Romans for like 15 years. Oh my gosh. She didn't attend. She was nominated for Bear Times after that, lost. And yeah. So Mariah Carey, by the way, only has five Grammys. You would think she'd have yeah. more. Mm, she yeah. only has five. That's nuts. I mean, Houston only has six. Best R&B song. So could have been. I'm so happy about this award. Jojo is a, a Grammy Award winner. Look at <laughs> me now. No guidance. Roll some more. Got nominated. And say so. PJ Morton featuring Jojo got the win. Now I will say this. I wouldn't have given them the award, but I'm happy because Jojo is a Grammy winner. And I say that not because uh, she just she should just get one, but after all that she's been through these last ten plus years. The fact that she can now, after all that drama, all that bullshit, she is now a Grammy winner. And I do love the song, but I, if in terms of just the songs, I wouldn't have given it to this award, this song, but... Who would have you given it to? I would have given this just to... Just out of intrigue. Lucky Day again. I thought so. Lucky Day again. Or her and Bryson. Young, Lucky... young could have been, yeah. you know, could have won that. But Lucky Day should have, should be a Grammy winner now. I'm sorry. Mm. But yeah. Grammys ain't shit. Best urban, ugh, urban contemporary <laughs> album. Um, Are they still doing this shit? Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Jessie Reyes for getting the nomination for being human in public. She's worked really hard for years and is breaking through from Canadian to American territories. Shout out to her. But yes, shout out to our UK queen, Nao yes, for Saturn. Yes, um, Georgia and Maldro for Overload, Steve Lacey for um, Apollo, Apollo 21. What is it? Apollo 21. Perfect. The My Roman guy. numerals 21. And then obviously Lizzo, Cause I Love You, the deluxe edition, won Best Urban Contemporary Album. Do we think it's deserving? Do we not? Lizzo should have been in the pop vocal album category. She shouldn't be in this category. But whatever. Eden. It's above me. I have nothing to say about it whatsoever. Best R&B album. Oh, I'm surprised even the nomination. must have forgot. So PJ Morton for Paul. LMA for Self-Titled. Lucky. (laughs) 
I can say lot. I tried. I, re- I really <laughs> Shopee. Shopee bought it out of me, you know, because everyone thinks I have the agenda, but Shopee bought. You know, I, I tried. Mean, I, I mean, I, like I was the, really gonna I, skirt across it, you know. I mean, I like the album, but I was actually really gonna skirt across. But LMA self-titled, um, Lucky Day painted. BJ the Chicago Kid, um, is it what is it pronounced? Eleven twenty three. Eleven twenty three, and then Anderson Pank Ventura. So I'm very surprised that BJ actually, yeah, like BJ and Lucky Day for this. Very surprising that the Grammys are in touch here. But um, uh, Ventura Anderson Pack was the winner. What do we think? I love the album, so I'm not mad. But it's a nice same, album. Same things before. I think it's Lucky Days. So I'm happy because Anderson Pack is great, and Ventura was a very good album. It was a very good album. Mm. It was seriously, it was was one of my favorites of the first half of last year. And the same, and it was definitely a much bigger improvement on Oxnard. Yes, so like 100. Um, Ventura was like, was Brandy on that album? On Ventura, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. So Ventura was Ventura was my opinion of Anderson Pack. Um, I forgave him for Oxnard. Um, that I think was, we all have. Yeah, we all forgave him for Oxnard. That's what Ventura Deep, did. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Ariana with Thank You Next and Sweetener. Like, I forgave you for Sweetener. Give me Thank You Next. Yeah. We'll but, just forget it exists. But no, Lucky Day, I would have given it to him. Cool. Eden, any albums that you fancy? No. Best rap performance. No, let's get into it now. So, I actually think, I've said this in like loads of things. I feel like, so Offset and Cardi B are nominated for Clout. I feel like that was the definition of last year, like Clout. Do anything for Clout. Like we had the episode, the Clout Industrial Complex. I just feel like it was a very defining song of the year. <laughs> and Offset's album weren't shit, but that song, I loved it. I did. Nice and it was little a good video song. Too. And the video nods to Busta Rhymes and Janet, as we know, but really good visual. Like, I'm not mad at that song. Anyway, that was nominated. Down Bad, which I love. Dreamville. Yeah, banger. 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 Literally, whole Dreamville crew and young Nudie on the track. The Baby, obviously nominated. Um, Middle Child by J. Cole. Racks in the Middle by Nip, featuring Roddy Rich and Hit Boy. And that was the winner. So, Racks in the Middle, Nip, Roddy, Hit Boy. Um, thoughts? I would have liked Down Bad to win this one. I'm not going to lie. I would have liked them to win this. Um, I don't want to say this is the thing that they do when someone passes and they give them an award. You basically said it anyway. I don't want to say that. But you basically did. But I would not like to say it. But um, On record. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's not a bad song, so I'm not angry. Do you know know what it is? I feel like there is two... So I feel like for the Grammys... Roddy Rich is the perfect time, you know, perfect mm. time. They probably were like, he's he's built his own career in his own right. It's done. So sorry, he built his own career, so it's done. And the fact that Nipsey died last year, it's just perfect. Mm. Like they were just like, it's perfect. Like he's got the number one song or whatever. Like mm. it's great. So they probably picked him, and then or at the time his album was doing well because the song obviously came up a bit later. And then, but I feel like it's a bit weird that they didn't. Is the baby too ghetto? Like, is that what? Because I feel like, so, like that song. Yeah. You know that was that owns the year pretty much in terms of hip hop. Down bad. If the Grammys were dipped in sauce and culturally, like if they knew shit, they would have done that. But I just know that they don't know what's going on on the ground. So they obviously didn't. Or middle do that. child, middle child, and the baby were the obvious choices. No, not middle child. Middle child was like, a big hit. We talking about. But I feel like sonically, it's not good. Not. Yes, I know we think that, 
But in terms of what the Grammys would go for, I'm just I thought it would be Middle Child. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even thought they were going for it to be honest. The baby. I'm like, not surprised Jay was nominated for this song. Oh uh, yeah, I was Middle Child. Oh, you mean nominated, not to win it? No, we weren't nominated. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But okay. yeah, I'm really surprised. The baby, like, it's the obvious pick. Like I'm a bit confused. Maybe he beat someone up in the Grammy committee. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they're like within reason because it's always within reason. That's the thing I can say. About I actually him. feel like it's together. Like because last year we saw so many appearance or two or three appearances of him like getting into public altercation. I feel like the Grammys were like, oh no, like we ain't gonna. Do Wait, that. Like, did Megan get nominated this year? Megan, oh no, for anything? No. Wow. Hmm. No. Okay. Interesting. Um, I didn't know anything. Best rap. What? This is ridiculous. What? I literally was Wait, reading it and my no, face screwed no, up. No, guys, what? My face screwed up when I saw it. No, guys, I actually didn't know that this happened. <laughs> like, what? No, like, guys. No, that's why I was guys, so silent. Everyone who's listening, I'm sorry, but we are in shock Like because we've just <laughs> seen this. Like, what is going on? It's best rap sung. No, guys, honestly, what is this? <laughs> tell them, no, tell guys, them, what is this? Tell no, them who won. Best rap sung performance. So, obviously, we've got Little Baby Gunner. Drip Do Hard, Mustard Roddy Rich, Ballin, The London, Young Thug, J. Cole, Travis. And then we've got, oh, Little Nas X, Panini. And then we've got DJ Khaled featuring Nipsey Hussle and John, John Legend, Legend Hire. Guys. I d- no, guys, guys, <laughs> guys, 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 guys. I don't know. Guys, let me tell you a little story. I saw the visual that um, DJ Khaled was going to drop something. Nipsey, obviously, he died. I watched the video one time, and that is it. That is it. That is it. Why is it here? Why is it even nominated? But it won. Why did it win? You know why it won? No, Nipsey, Nipsey yeah. is in his grave. I'm sorry. Nipsey is in his grave shaking his head at this because he knows it's shit. He knows. <laughs> he did this for the clout. Like, it's fine. Like, we know, you know, he did it for a clout. You know, DJ Khaled, you the know, thing is, fun, it, friends, whatever. But like, it's not a it's, Grammy. It's not a terrible song. Yes, it is. It's, no, it's not terrible. Yes, it, it just shouldn't have been nominated. It's or just it's not let, let alone won no. the award. No. Because I screwed up my face when I saw it because I was like... I didn't hear this song anywhere. I played it one time. Yeah. I played it once to just hear his yeah. verse. Yeah, one time. But DJ Khaled's obviously a big name, so... And combining that with Nipsey Hussle's death. And then obviously John Legend. And John Legend's a the gr- profile. And he's a, gra- he's and a Jeremy, Grammy. John Legend's a Grammy favourite. This is why I'm, g- I'm glad Tyler got number one over DJ Khaled. <laughs> Same. Same. Anyway. And I'm, I'm glad it burns him to this day. And... So who would you give? You give yeah, who, yeah. Who is, is this? This nomination. To be this fair, category is ca- actually the, shit. The category is not really great. This nomination. This the category London is shouldn't shit. have been nominated. The lot. Like, yeah, like. To be fair, and I, I love my girl. Yeah, they're all shit actually. Ballin to, should to have won. To be fair, I would have given it to any of these songs. I would have given it to Ballin. <laughs> you wouldn't have given it to Ballin. No, I like the song, but I mean, in terms of like who, I don't. Even, in terms of like best rap song, rap song performance of the last year. Like, I, I'm sure there's better songs. Yeah, I, like, I'm a bit confused. I can't think of them right now, but I'm sure if I went through like my yeah. iTunes, I'd be like, Why, where was this? Trash. Anyway. Best rap song. So. Ooh. Ooh. 
The mm. Baby Surge is nominated. Racks in the Middle, um, Nipsey Boy, Nipsey H- Nipsey Hustle, sorry, Hit Boy, and Roddy Rich. Um, Gold Roses, Rick Ross featuring Drake. I actually like this that song. song. I love a Rick Ross and Drake link. Rick Ross and Drake. I like, do. I do. They need an album. I was going to say the same thing. Rather, because yeah. I know there's, Future and, there's, there's rumors. Well, actually, can we confirm that Drake and Future? Are they are. It's a collaborative project. We don't need works. it. We didn't need it. Wait, they're making another one. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. This what the in the in the words of Nick, what the streets need. The streets. Rick Ross and Drake. Yeah, album. they no, we've been every song, that since like Every song they do together it's lit. fucking bangs. Yeah. And I think Rick They Ross, work so well together. Rick Ross just said in an interview when certain people hit him up, like it's a serious session. Like when Drake hits him up and he says, I've got I need you for a verse, like he goes and proper does that shit. Like he proper goes and thinks about it. You know, and like we need does, a Rick like, Ross and Drake album. They, they proper give their highest quality of work to each other. And Drake said the same thing in the um, in rap radar. Rap radar that yeah. they them two. He like he never has to turn down a Rick Ross verse. That's what he said. He never has to send it back. He never has to ask for anything different. Rick Ross and him just move different when they work. But no, each we're other. getting a Drake and Future album. I don't feel like people give Dice Pineapples enough credit. You know. That song is a banger. That's a great it's a, song. It's a classic. Rick Ross. It is. I, Rick I, Ross is lit. Rick Ross has Are great you dumb? music. Rick, yeah. Rick Ross has good music. Yeah. Rick Ross and, is a great beat selector. And he too. can rap. Yeah. Rick can he rap. can rap rap. He can rap. His last album was good. Mm. Like the album released last year, Port of Miami 3, 2, 1, those two, but it was, it was dope. It was dope. Rick I Ross is good. Mm. Rick Ross is here, you know, his narrative aside. But I, no, I like we're getting, music. but no, we're getting, um, what time to be alive part two? That's that's what we're getting. Ain't no one need that. That's no one needs getting. that. Can wait, can listeners explain to me what it is about future or young thug? Both of those people. <laughs> wait, no, no, no. I love young thug. No, thugs. both of those people. Don't I don't do I, that. I, I I just genuinely don't un- 56 Nights or 57 Nights, whatever it is. No, come on. Have you played 56 Nights? Have you played it? The sound. I've heard several songs I didn't like. No, play 56 Nights. I don't understand. The album. Is that the one with the field that where his face is shaped in the shape of people? Logo sign. That mixtape. I just feel like. I'll send it to you guys in chat. Literally. No, I get you now and in the last like five, five, six years, whatever. Like, no one wants future. I I really don't. But the mixtape future. I'm here for it. I like the mixtape. I know exactly what it's going to sound like. That's my issue. Same. Oh, so do I. But yeah. And Young Thug too, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, Young Thug, I don't understand the hype. Just... I don't understand how we Young Y'all Thug. are tripping I don't get on it. Young Thug. I don't I get mean, it. the album last year. When people say his voice is an instrument. And Complex did a list of the top 10 influential rappers of the last 10 years. Oh, and, I saw that. Young Thug was in it. Wait, I wait, saw wait. That. Not his debut album. They did not play no, his no, debut they were saying album. Like, like, oh, it's his archer Top 10 stream. rappers of the last the 10 years. The only two that deserve to be what there. What was the, the blurb about it? What did it did, say? This was his entire career. But did they say why he's instrumental? Or they were saying like he's innovated, new sounds. He's brought something to hip hop and blah, 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 blah. Or something like that. The only two people that deserve to be there were Kid Cudi and Kanye. I said that. Kid Cudi wasn't in that list. He was. Was it? They paint. We were talking about a different article. No, I'm pretty sure it's the one I read. Kid Cudi wasn't in it. I'm pretty sure he was. What's it called? It was like I think you retweeted it. Like Complex is like a like a a long read about the top ten most influential rappers of the last decade. Okay. Uh, I don't think Kid Cudi was in it. Kanye was. I feel like Young Thug in the trap pocket like in terms of the like he talks about emotional stuff like duh, 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 we've got we've got baby keem on the rise now like i feel like there's certain artists that have benefited from young thug but his artistry is hit and miss like it is hit and miss it is but 
you know, future's more so redundant at this point to me than Young Thug. Ooh, this list isn't that bad, actually. Just looking at some of the people they got on there. I'm surprised he tells the creator, even though it is right. They are accurate. Yeah, that. So very true. Kid wasn't in that. Sorry, no, so. I'm thinking of something different, yeah. But yeah, so um, DJ Khaled won. Yeah, so best rap song. So, oh yeah, I was reading this too. We got into our little point, but so, yeah. Surge, The Baby, Racks in the Middle, Nipsey, Roddy Rich, Hip Boy, Gold Roses, and Rick Ross and Drake. Yeah, that's where we segued. Um, Gold Roses, yeah, I said Gold Roses, sorry. And Bad Idea, YBN Corday, my guy featuring Chance the Rapper. Don't know why it was this song. But, um, and <laughs> a lot, uh, Jermaine Cole and 21 Savage, which was released, I think, January of last year. So, I mean, I like the song, but... What are the thoughts of that? I do like the song. I, I mean, love the visual on the song. Not a lot of competition in the... To be honest. I feel like the Grammys really um, flopped the rap category. Lazy. They really Lazy. Lazy. Bad mm. idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Absolutely lazy choices. It wasn't really like, a strong list. Gold roses. Nah. This was a bad category. Yeah, no, this isn't it. All right, next. We could forget about, like, I know it's like... J. Cole's first Grammy. I'm not, don't even try and play my goat like that. But at the same time, it's right. just, don't no try. one cares. Like, <laughs> he doesn't care, so yeah. we don't care. He didn't, even tweet, about it he didn't tweet about it. No. And to be honest, Kobe died that day. So it's like, who gives mm. a shit? Mm. Like, who really gives a shit? But um, best rap album. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? This category, I actually said this when the nomination came out. This is a really strong category in terms of the choices Except in there. Um, and I know which one you're probably going to say. The Lost Boy YBN Corday, very strong debut. Um, I Am, I Was 21, Savage, um, Championships, Meek Mill. That was a good album. Oh, I thought this was the one you were going to You're talking about slay. 21 Savage, isn't it? I'm talking about Tyler the Creator. Oh, okay. Wait, you shouldn't have been in there. It's not a rap album. Revenge of yeah, the yeah. Dreamers. Yeah. I love I love Igor, but it's not a rap album. Mm. Revenge of the Dreamers 3, Dreamville, and Igor, Tyler, the creator. And Igor was the winner here. Do you know what? I've seen a lot of back and forth on this this week, obviously, about is it a rap album? And when it came out, is it a rap album? Is it it's not? Like, I personally, I'm not going to lie, and people are going to hate me for this. I haven't listened to it a lot. Like the album to really, I've played it about, I can say probably five times. Not a bad album from first impressions, but I just haven't delved in to really say is it a rap album or is it not? Because I love Vince Staples, for instance, who experiments with so many different genres. So I'm kind of like, maybe I need to just give it one more play and just But, but when I say it's so not some, a rap album, you guys can judge it a bit more It's better. not because of the mixture of genres. Tyler's literally not rapping on the album. Yeah, he doesn't rap in any And that was the critique. <laughs> He's literally not and rap- that was the critique that came out after his album dropped. Like, so, how many so, minutes did he rap So for? like you, I love Vince Staples. So like, if mm. Vince got a nomination for this, I'm like, okay, because it's still... Rapidly rap, yeah. But Tyler is literally singing on the entire album. Mm. And then even though most of the songs are near enough instrumentals. And talking to himself. Yeah. That's so, what like, I, yeah. so I love Igor. Like Igor was an amazing album, okay. incredible album. And I'm happy he is not a Grammy winner, but it's not a rap album. Can we do something and move it from that category to alternative? So like best alternative. That's where album. we should That would have been a really that's good. That's where we should have yeah, gone. Let's been, look at the people that are in there now and see so if you would have won it. Where's the, let me go so down. It's Father of the Bride. Yeah, you do. Vampire it. Weekend. No, 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 no. Eagle should have been in best urban or contemporary theme. Of I hate the word urban. It's, it's an alternative that, album. Whole, but it's yeah, more suited than rap. Yeah, but it's alternative. It's alternative music. Eagle, is it? Yeah. Why isn't it? Because you're saying it's not a rap album. So let's take it out of rap completely. It's an alternative. The sounds. Oh, think of the but sounds. But it's still urban. 
Well, the only thing that makes it urban is he's black. If you think about it, that is the only thing that makes it I mean, urban. There's like I'm trying the, to think of the sound. There's like R&B elements, there's soul elements on the album. But it is very alternative. But is that what they mean by urban? Is that yeah, that's the what they Basically, it's black. Basically, exactly. Black. So that's like, what the album is. Say, black. say um, let's think. Uh, say a white artist made this exact album. They wouldn't be in. No, I think it, it wouldn't be an urban. Be would an alternative. Yeah. Exactly. It would be an Fair alternative. Enough. So I'm just thinking about like compare it to what's in there, like Bon Read Iver, um, Bon Iver, I, comma I, um, Anima, Tom York, um, UFOF, I can't, I Big can't. Thief, um, Assume Form, James Blake. Oh, I loved that. Bro. And um, the one that won was Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. So if you think about that, um, overall, I would say Tyler should have been moved to that, but I don't think he would have won it though. That's the only thing. Yeah. But if you want him to win an award, then he's in the right category. If you think about it, that and that right there. Say that one more time. Well, if you want him to, it's true. If you want him to win the right it's award, it's how you maneuver. It's, it's yeah, maneuver. They, they put him there for a reason. Yeah, they did. And but he did deserve a Grammy for it, though. Yeah, something. for sure, for sure, for sure. And Nick, you should go give the album some time. Oh, no, I am. I literally, I'm going to give it more time. I love the album. So, um, we're trying to move categories now, but I'm trying to we're find going where into it more is. Latin, right? Pardon. We're doing the Latin one. Yes. So I'm just going to do one. So best Latin rock, urban or alternative album. The nominations were, oh my God, I cannot pronounce some of these names. It's really bad. Um, I'm going to murder these. Sorry for my Latin audiences listening. Um, Flor de Tol... I can't even... Tolachi. Tolachi. Um, indestructible. Um Ili or Illy or um, Al Madura, Oasis, J Balvin and Bad Bunny, which I've heard, Times 100 Prayer, Bad Bunny, and El Macrere, Rosalia, and she won. Now, Rosalia. Okay, so obviously Rosalia, she's very talented and I'm never going to go back on my words in the fact that she's very talented and I've bigged her up last year, the first half of the year, her visuals, all of that kind of stuff. Um, she's a great artist in terms of her work ethic. She can dance, the visuals, passion, all of that kind of stuff. She's got it. Now, where I have the issues with Rosalia, and I've done my research, the Grammys accept, well, the Latin Grammys accept nominations from people from Spanish-speaking countries and Portuguese-speaking countries. So I've done my research in this. But when you have cultural critics in this industry people who study the charts the latin charts every single week comment in that there are black brown even white hispanics from the region of latin america breaking through the latin charts you know every single week not getting credit not getting visibility and if you look at this category it is really white latina latinx you know so there's even issues there Rosalia hasn't really charted on the Latin singles charts all year. Now, her album did top the Latin album charts, but in terms of her singles and any visibility across the year, publications are bigging it up more than it was to be. She topped the charts for about one or two weeks and it fell off the face of the earth, okay? Rosalia is not as big as people are making her out to be. She's not charting. She hasn't broken through territories like that. And people such as Billboard, Rolling Stones, all of these platforms, Fader, the Fader. Paper. 
are bigging her up to be the purveyor of Latin American music in the American market. Now, I said at the beginning of the show that Bad Bunny is actually the person doing that with J Balvin and a whole host of people of colour, and I even hate that term, but people of colour in the Latin American market who were born there. Ozana, all of these people who spearheaded reggaeton and um, Musica Urbana in its early conceptions, who are not getting the credit. So Rosalia winning, although the Grammys accept these Portuguese, Spanish-speaking countries, which is fine. And to be honest, I'm even speaking from a place of being an outsider. So I acknowledge that for Latin. And if anyone wants to educate me on this, please DM me. But I feel like the visibility of Rosalia, despite her talent, is being slightly misconstrued here. And I know she won Best Latin Album for the Latin Latin Grammy Awards, which were a couple of months ago. I just feel like the Grammys, again, they're using Rosalia and the industry's using Rosalia as this face to say that they've covered Latin American music without actually doing the work and actually building up the people who are on the ground doing stuff. I've said this before. I'll say it again. And I'll just be, I'll just be interested to see what happens with Rosalia going forward because... We're in interesting times, you know, we're in interesting times. Is a European Spanish lady really the face of Latin urban music right now? Yes, to mainstream audiences, but is she the really the one breaking boundaries on the ground? No. So, you know, I don't even know. And I think this album was even considered um, an R&B album. So, and it's best Latin rock urban or alternative album does urban comprise of r&b if it does then fair enough for the latin urban market i don't know someone educate me on this but i think i don't know i just there's a few issues with rosalia that i'm starting to see and it's not from her per se but it's more so the industry um and maybe she's being complicit in that by not speaking up but we'll see time will tell she's only just started she's been around for two years so We'll see. But yes, let's go to you wanted to big up your guy again. Yes. What category was it? So he so Gary Clark Jr. once again. Um he won Best Contemporary Blues album for This Land, which I said earlier in the show and um various times last year it was an incredible album. And I wanna say it's not just because he's a black man winning these awards, I'm happy for him. I mean it's it's part of it considering the erasure of black people in blues music and rock music especially but this was actually just a very good fucking album um really 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 great songs and of of his three albums this is probably my favorite album of his actually so i'm actually glad that this is the one that he's getting the most acclaim and most honor for and um i just love anyone i just love anyone that's a good musician a good songwriter and yeah because he's like you know a massive star i'm just happy that he's being um spotlighted and highlighted in this way so I'm, i'm so like he, when I woke up that morning, he was one of the first people that really gassed me. Like, oh, Gary won some awards. I'm really happy with this guy. Really happy for him. Um, yeah, that's me. All right, quickly, I just want to say a big up to Coffee. Obviously, large up Jamaica. Um, and I'm happy that she won this award. Uh, first woman to win in that category as well. Yeah, first woman. And at such a young age. And it was for her EP, wasn't it? It was for her EP, EP which was called... Rapture. Rapture, yeah. Um, new song that came out was good. I like the song she made with Jay Huss as well, and her career is looking incredible so far. So let's let's continue to big her up. Let's hope she continues to do well, and I hope twenty twenty is good to her. 
Can I ask a quick question? Fine. Five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with all the discussions around the Grammys, what are you guys' thoughts on it? And I know we've said it before, but in 2020, where do we go with the Grammys? What do we think? Because <laughs> Diddy spoken out, despite it's Diddy, think about what he said. <laughs> and the whole kind of, I'm just going to preface this. It's in the document that we looked at for the awards really quickly, really quickly, really quickly. So the Grammys, obviously, if people don't know, 10 days prior to the award ceremony, the um, Recording Academy's president, Deborah Duggan, was relieved of her duties as president and CEO and placed on administrative leave from the organization. Duggan then sparked controversy by claiming that the Records Academy engaged in corruption and favoritism. So that included like bias awards, bias nominations, um, with loads of artists affected. Now this is still being deciphered. I think it was an 18 page document or so, um, got released. So with this whole space that the Grammy's in, and we had our conversation obviously in December, um, with Lewis York, what do we think? What, what is the awards now? What does it mean in music? Where do we go? Because I've got some very strong thoughts, but. All right, I'm going to make it quick because I know this is almost three hours that we've been recording for. Well, All right. So basically my point is this, no matter what award show it is, no matter if they get rid of the Grammys and they make a completely new one, the issue isn't the Grammys. The core issue is the music industry and the fact that it thrives off of nepotism and um, every single person involved either knows someone who is behind the scenes or, um, they are being propped up through things like um, being an industry plug or et cetera, et cetera. So it's not an issue with the Grammys, I don't think. Personally, I think it's an issue with the culture of music and the music business. And no matter what happens and no matter who speaks out about it, it's not going to change. Mm. It's always going to be a thing of nepotism. It's always going to be a thing that's money-driven. Um, and that is any industry across the board. If you have money, you are going to be successful because people are going to back you. So I personally don't think the Grammys is the issue. It is an issue, but I don't think it's the issue. The issue needs to be, there needs to be more responsibility and um, a better form of accountability for why people win things. And I don't think that's going to be there for the next few years. Yeah. Do you still hold them to a high regard? No, I never have. I've never, I don't mm. respect award shows whatsoever because it's never the artist that I actually enjoy. Um, most of the artists that actually win are usually white pop artists, if we're being completely honest. Um, you do get the occasion where there are some years like where black artists like sweep the boards, like look at Kanye West, we look at um, Beyonce. But only, only sweep them in urban categories, that's the problem. It's true, mm. um, but they do sweep them nonetheless, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't hold them to a high regard. I don't respect the Grammys. I didn't watch it. I don't give a fuck about it whatsoever. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say, really. Okay, so obviously... I've, I think I say this all the time, but just for new listeners, I feel like it will be a great starting point. I feel <clears throat> like I acknowledge the industry that we're in and what the Grammys does to certain people's profiles just because of the fact that we engage in it and purport that um, system to be the highest value of artistic excellence or whatever. But in terms of my personal relationship with the Grammys, I've definitely taken a step back this year and kind of abstained really like there's obviously certain things that I've said in group chats and like said oh this put coffee because it was shocked to me or whatever but in terms of actually caring 
this is the first time I've actually seen the list in its entirety, reading it out. Um, I just feel like I'm kind of over it because of this whole, not even just because of this whole scandal, just the years and the whole thing from like Kendrick and in the past, like even Shoppe saying this Mariah thing and like all this kind of, I just feel like it's, it's corrupt from its inception at the same token, obviously other award shows face that same scrutiny lesser or more um i per yeah i just personally kind of am over the grammys and it's kind of like yeah i don't know yeah it's just weird like i don't necessarily care for them on a personal level as much as i did 10 years ago like make it a destination make it them like, do you know what i mean i just feel like it doesn't it's performative it's a performance all of this kind of stuff but we can't, I guess, they're so entrenched now. My questions becomes, when will the masses wake up? And when, and if the, the masses do wake up, what do we do from there? My, I'm more kind of like, what happens now? Because I, as an individual, can't destroy the Grammys. I'd love to, but I can't. Um, I can't destroy the Oscars. I can't destroy, like, all these kind of award shows. But do people care do i think a lot of people are still bought into them and a lot of stands are bought into it and a lot of people are like my favor is better than your faith because they have full grant and it's like i don't know so i don't know if we'll ever get out of this mm. paradigm of the grammys being the top player in our industry and of award shows more widely as eden echoed like yeah uh, that's where i'm at it's very it's very layered. It's a very layered issue, but I just know that from the the main point is for me that I just have kind of given up with the Grammys in terms of caring. Like my fave J. Cole Neville, it doesn't really matter to me. He's in the history books and he will be. Um, and it doesn't even matter if he wasn't. He's just my fave and that's that, to be honest. But um, yeah, Chopé. Because I know, yeah, I know you like have a lot of your lot of your faves love like have won grammys and stuff what i'd love to hear your thoughts on um what. i will say this i do think that i definitely have noticed in myself and i feel myself becoming more and more disillusioned by the grammys as a whole and not really caring about them um it's difficult because like you said they're so entrenched and even the most opposing of us and the most um people on the fringes of their opinions about the grammys they're still we still do all of us even eden included we still do recognize it is like a big deal to have them be nominated for them perform at them because we love our artists and we want them to do well and we know that if an artist we like is in some way involved in the Grammys. We know as like just as us as fans, just like, association. So like I can say like one of the when I said with JoJo, like obviously JoJo's has flourished in spite of everything that's happened to her. But this her winning Grammy is now obviously I think you can all appreciate that's definitely going to be that definitely will change things for her going forward. Now that she's a Grammy Award winner, but at the same token, I do feel like not even just me, but I do feel like more and pe more people are becoming more aware. And more cognizant of the fact that the Grammys not only are starting to matter less, but they 
are really not the barometer or a true representation of what music is or where music is today. Like from, like you said, the various, like the tokenistic, you know, people they have every year, but even also just like, even in the actual genre categories, like I feel like they're not picking, they like, they don't really seem to have their foot on the pulse. They don't really seem to have their ear to the streets because there are just certain things and certain artists that are doing well that I'm like, how are you not being recognized by the Grammys? Like, how are you not? And even like, even with the whole Burner Boy losing thing, like the fact that the world music category is still a thing in 2020. Oh my God, yeah, we didn't even address that. It's just, it's ridiculous. Like at this point, African music, Afrobeats, Afropop has, has made such waves in the last, mainly in the last two years, but I'd say like five years on a larger yeah. scale. Like there, def- there, there definitely needs to be um, uh, more awards spaced out for non-Western music at this point it it's can't lazy be... world is actually disgusting yeah. like it's an insult it's actually like, disgusting. It's an yeah insult. and even like it's like a, it's like a colonial project it's like so yeah. every so basically western music is real music and world music is the other it's like oh it's ethnic other oh it's it's music but it's not of our standard it's not so, classical quality yeah, yeah, exactly like... so I can definitely say that I'm starting to care less, but I won't lie and sit here and say that certain artists that won this year, I'm very happy for them. Mm. I'm very happy because that's just me talking as a fan, as yeah. a fan that wants artists I like, talent that I like to be recognized because I know the, what's the word? The uh, authority that comes with being a Grammy winner, a Grammy nominated artist. I know what it means and what it can do. It can open doors. Mm. It can change the course of your career. So yeah, I I, I acknowledge it can change. But it's, no, but no, but I definitely do. I can definitely say that I am definitely starting to care. Even so, even in terms of artists that I like, so I love her, mm. but I'm I'm side eyeing a lot of these nominations. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, like yeah. when I saw she got nominated like five times, she's like, why? Like yeah, why? And I love her. I yeah. love her, but mm. no. <laughs> yeah. Like in terms of me, especially me that's like an R and B head. Like there were so many army projects that just. Completely ignored and disregarded. Like Layla Hathaway, Marshall Brochus put Marshall Brochus put an incredible album last year. Where where was her nomination? Mm. Where? Where was it? Um I just feel like Raphael Sadiq. Why are we where oh, yeah, where yeah, were yeah, your yeah, nominations? Yeah, yeah. I genuinely just feel Solange. Like, well, the, some people don't, but yeah. I feel like um No, but in general, my point is it's like but do we feel, I feel like my mindset on the Grammys is changing. It's almost like, do these people actually know music? Does it, should no. it mean so much if they don't know? No. Because we're, we're finally getting to see that they don't know what they're, do, yes. they're talking about. Yes. So it's like, Cause it's, it's a lot we need of, to kind of change and it's, it's hard. Because a lot hard. of people on the Grammy committee are old, white and male. And now that we actually have the statistics, you know, showing who actually is in these rooms. So now that I'm have more aware awareness of that and also the way Deborah Duggan has been treated and for the things she wanted to change it definitely is just like yeah Grammys ain't shit because like <laughs> I'm not one of those like guys who's ever thought that whatever the Grammy says is cool or good that's good music there's a lot of music I love that will never be nominated a lot of artists I love that will never be nominated um so it's never been that for me never there are some people who unfortunately are like that but yeah, that is my point. Okay, cool. Um, almost three three hours into the episode, um, guys. But thank you very much for listening. Um, we're back. So season four is here. And we're happy to say it. We've got a lot of exciting guests coming through. Um, 
same format, all three of us, all of our opinions, unfiltered completely. Um, so if you love the podcast and you're still tuning in, make sure you check out our socials. So it's Dats Pod, so D A T S P O D. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Vero. Um, you can find us individually at Eads McKenzie, I M N Tyrell, Shope Showerton, and all of our information will be in the bio. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's all that that's there is. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week and we look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. Cool. Peace. <laughs>